how did you feel about the uh, new stuff that uh, Bone Reapers are getting in Techless? What what new stuff? Yeah, exactly. What, what, they they got something. I, I must have missed that. Surely it wasn't yeah. nothing. Something that did actually nothing. It did worse than nothing because it allegiance locked you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, death gets no toys. Like, we, we get to be powerful sometimes, but we never get toys. Um, you know, chaos tends to get a lot of toys. Speaking of, how did you feel about what you got in Techless? Uh, I stole my KO army to buy more demons. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> do you already have Sloppity Bile Piper ready to go? Like, uh, like he's already in the chamber? Oh. Oh yeah, he's there. Spoilpox Scrivener, he's there. I need more than one of each of them. Because they're both that good. But they're named. You can't actually field them. Well, they're not. They're, they're not named. What? But they have... <laughs> they don't... Okay, well, you know, I just... I've just always assumed because they had, you know, proper proper noun names. But Sloppity Bile Piper is just like... Sloppity is like the retinue... That a bile piper is from, so Sloppity isn't its name. Sloppity is like its rank or something, like captain, yeah. <laughs> like first lieutenant. It's just the first and first lieutenant. Yeah, exactly. If... <laughs> That's fantastic. And I'm trying to decide how many beasts of Nurgle. I'm... Beasts of Nurgle got pretty cool. Um, they have a use now. Which is all anyone ever wants from their toys, right? Is give me an excuse. Yeah. Give, yeah. Yeah. Give me a unit of three and charge him at something, and that thing is going to disappear pretty quickly. Ooh, you're going a unit of three rather than three units of one. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know about that. Because their, their impact hits trigger per model, not per unit. Mm. All right. Well... Real quick, I see Chat Gang showing up. Uh, Snitbag saying, Dairy, Dairy, quite contrary. What is up, gentlemen? How's it going, Snitbag? SJ Arcade up in the house. And Rocco, your boy, you love to see him there in Chat Gang. How's it going, everybody? Um, I am, of course, the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar. I didn't go full radio voice that time. You gotta, you can't do it all the time. You gotta, you gotta make people want it uh, a little bit more. You gotta make them miss it first. You also need to do, for special occasions, you gotta do it with a transatlantic accent. I can't. I don't think I can. No, I, I don't do accents very well. I, I just not. I can do a southern accent. That's about it. And I can do like really bad, uh, like various bad British accents, like but like horrible versions of them. Um. So as stated, I'm of course the magical Mister Mephisto. I'm joined tonight by Paul Conti, the man who needs no introduction. He is a a Nurgle laureate. He is a connoisseur of spicy takes and spicy food. How's it going, man? What's up, nerds? I am busy over here painting away at things. Model that will likely never actually get played, but who cares? It's fun. The Glotkin? <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm done with that model that's never going to get played. Um, working on the uh, uh, Slaves to Darkness Endless Spells. Oh, right on, right on. Endless Spells are just fun little painting projects, I find. You know, that's that's that yeah, like... They are. Go ahead. Yeah, they they just they typically are not complicated. They're 
they got just enough detail that you can do something fun and interesting with them. Mm-hmm. Practice and technique. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like you can do it in one sitting. Yeah. Yeah, no they they they're great for that. I think that you know, you see these quests to complete the the endless spells, which actually kind of brings me to to one of our topics is uh, for the night is is so we're going to maybe do some predictions on what we think's coming in AOS 3.0 and maybe do a little bit of a state of the game before we get into the heavier subject of of actual sort of our state of mind. Uh, so this is a one-two punch tonight. We'll, we'll uh, as per usual, the sort of heavier topic is something that's sort of hidden or layered between. And uh, in this case, we're gonna we're gonna talk about like we'll do some AOS 3.0 predictions. Are kind of a pseudo wish listing, you know, whether it's a tinfoil hat or a wish list, we'll, we'll kind of distinguish, you know, between the two, right? Um, and uh, maybe do a, a preface that a little bit with just kind of like a read of the game right now and where we think where we think it's heading before we jump into talking about. Uh, the sort of heavier mental health and wellness uh, aspect of the show. So, um, the first thing, you know, the first sort of bit of prediction is is Endless Spells, right? I mean, Endless Spells essentially harbinged uh, 2.0. They they were, that was kind of the 2.0 shtick. is like, hey, uh, the Necroquake goes off, now Endless Spells are here. Um, this is just this part of the reality. And for my money, I love it. I think it was one of those things that makes AOS different from other things. This notion that not as a game necessarily, though certainly, yes, the rules are in the game, but as a setting, this notion that there's these roving, endless spells going around. If you watch one of the recent uh, Sol- uh, Best Damn Soulbound Show episodes I did, the party actually wrangled an endless spell. I just, it's that notion, that world building is something that I find utterly interesting to me. It takes the idea of like wild magic and miscast tables and it makes them something concrete and interesting and kind of insane, kind of, you might say mythic. Uh, where do you think they're going to do with Endless Spells? Is, is Are they going away in 3.0? Um, I don't know if we want to spoil th- it, but you know, the guy who did the Necroquake thing uh, has been disrupted a little bit. Um. Yeah, I I uh I honestly know nothing about the lore, so I can't spoil it. Okay. Well, there you go. So then you just get to <laughs> then you just get to talk about mechanically what you think and mm-hmm. any accidental thing that is is congruent with a spoiler, it's not a spoiler because you had no idea. So, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Um I my feeling is that endless spells have become too much of like an integral part of the game for them to be removed. Okay. Um, I, I could see mechanical shifts on them. Mm-hmm. Like right now, they're tied to the um, priority mechanic. Mm-hmm. And if there's a change to the priority mechanic, I could see the endless spell movement mechanic also changing. Right. Um, you know, we've had a lot of different permutations now of how these endless spells work. We've got prayers that function like endless spells um there's bound endless spells right like uh... yeah, the bound endless spells there's the all of the empowered endless spells in cities of sigmar um so i i don't think they're going away right. um if anything like i think they'll get like a relatively soft rules tweak yeah. that is centered around any change that happens to the priority mechanic interesting yeah, I, I'd buy that. on the chopping block. You think what's on the chopping block? The priority mechanic. No I don't know way. if it, I, I don't know if they're actually going to drop the axe on it, but a lot of people don't like it. I, no way. 
No way. And and they messed with it last time. In what way? Uh, in case some people are just AOS 2.0 babies. Uh, so previously it was, um, you know, you roll off for turn, and the, if you tie, you re Yeah. Yeah, and now with AOS 2, you... The, if you get a tie, the winner of the previous battle round goes first again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they tweaked it. It only it turns it into like a sixty forty in uh in favor instead of a fifty fifty. It's not like a huge change, mm -hmm. but it was. It's just enough that it has made it a lot more consistently. I go, you go, and made a double turn happening a bigger deal. I think that that was, I mean, I think that that is like hang the banner mission accomplished though. Like, I, I think that's what people wanted is, is that like a little bit of a, a padding though doing away with it. I mean, it's, it's one of those, those conversations that l like never goes away is, you know, what do you think of the priority mm -hmm. role? And I think ultimately one of the, it's one of the things that makes age of Sigmar, age of Sigmar. Um, I, I can't yeah. see them getting rid of it. I think it's in the DNA of the game, the priority role. I think it's one of those, it yeah. helps mitigate shooting a little bit. Because if it's always you go, I go with the shooting, like that's so, sort of sticking your neck out and getting clapped back on from the fact that you, you know, you, you fight in both players' turns. You only shoot in yours, yeah. with a couple of stupid exceptions. But you only sh yeah. you only shoot in yours, for the most part. Which makes shooting just a little bit less... Uh, less of a less skewed makes the game less skewed for shooting and i think that's very important um personally that we keep this a combat game and so i think priority role is i came around to it i was i was anti-priority role all over or uh, uh when i first started started uh came came over to the game and honestly like it's it's won me over i'm i'm like pretty pro it's it's hype is really like the the best way i can put it 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 gives it gives you the illusion of a chance even when you're losing. Yeah. You know, and, like, skilled players will learn to play around the priority role in whatever form right. it takes. And that's just... Absolutely. You don't get to that... You don't start out realizing that when you first start playing Age of Sigmar. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think they'll dump the priority role. I think that's... So that's a spicy take. We'll see. Uh, I... What I'm inclined to say, I don't know. I don't think they're going to totally dump it. Mm -hmm. um, will there be a change to that mechanic that makes it either statistically more I go, you go, hmm. or it is based on some other mechanic that makes a double turn a catch-up mechanic? Um, that, that I can see them do. I, I, I guess, I mean, what I would like, to, to that point, what I would like to see them do if they do do anything with the priority or role is, one, uh, bring back Archeon's old uh, Dark Prophecy. Um, it actually did something then. Um, and <laughs> um, and I, you're, I'm not a big proponent of Archeon, anyone who knows me, so I think that's a pretty, uh, if I'm on your side, then, you know, that's that's pretty high praise. Um but uh, what I want to see is some of the stuff we got to see in the battle plans. Um, I maybe they unhinge endless spells from like 
turn order and stuff like that. Like, maybe it's something like, if you lose priority, you move all your endless spells, and they move all their endless spells, right? Uh, maybe we 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 kind of shift endless spells into being like, no, no, these are my toys, those are your toys. You know, maybe we move into some some place like that where you can really do some stuff and disrupt the the play if you if you are on the sort of bottom half of the turn and you really get to like sort of do some stuff. I think it's in that in between space where we see the best potential for design. I don't want to get too convoluted, but scoring. If you took the turn, scoring fewer points, things like that that make you make it a decision to sometimes give it away. I mean, right now, as yep. it stands, like the most compelling reason to give it away is to avoid giving your opponent the opportunity for a double turn on the turn you don't want to see it happen, right? Like, I'm going to give it away. Like, I'll give you this turn now because I don't want you to double into 3-4, right? Or 4-5, depending on how the game's going. You know, that's that's Ultimately, the main... Go, go ahead. The, the other thing that I personally use it for is when you have a an effect that lasts, say, until your next hero phase, it gives you an additional player turn with that effect still on without having to switch it on again, mm -hmm. which is really useful when it's, like, a powerful spell that's hard to cast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, you know, as a Nurgle player, if I get Blades of Putrefaction off, I might just give the turn away so that I get another turn with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there are some... I mean... I don't think it's as, it's not as, well, obviously you take the priority, as I think people realize as you get into, like, more layers of depth in the game. Um, Tris, uh, Tomb, King, uh, Tomb King Tristan here showing up. The winner of the secret giveaway from uh, from last week that I didn't tell anyone about, so it couldn't possibly help me boost my algorithms. Um and uh, he's asking, where does Paul, uh, where does Conti look like he works, and why is it the pawn shop from the Smash Television hit Pawn Stars? <laughs> I think it's just like the Italian jeans coming through. Like it looks like you're supposed to have a pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, I need some some. Uh... Like big gold necklaces and yeah, but great. Um, let's see. Uh, so but I guess I'll actually also give you this past weekend, and I got a couple of games in, and I actually had an instance where I gave the turn away, and it was on one of the new, the new battle plan where you, um. You remove objectives from the battlefield. Like the player that goes second removes an objective. Mm -hmm. And I chose to go second so I could choose which objective got taken off. Yeah. Yeah. Blades, uh, uh, Blades Edge, right? Blades Edge. Yeah. 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 Blade, see, I, see I, like, I like battle plans like that, too. I mean, that's, that's right. the design space I really... Battle plans are kind of like a, a great equalizer. And that's where you're really seeing that, like, sort of tactical gameplay. We play an objective game. Show me more that, like, it's an objectives game. Not just, like, run onto, like, an objective. First one who gets there, turtles up and win. Like, I want to see more of that, like, having to think about the sort of... Think about the game more tactically, more more in-depth. And I really enjoy seeing that. And I, it should never be too granular. But it's pretty easy to go, like, oh, I can take away one of the objectives. 
Like, that's a pretty easy line of play that you, like, can interpret, as opposed to, like, some weird Fibonacci sequence of scoring where you have to, like, do a ton of math. Taking away a single objective, really easy on the brain. You go, if I take this away, like, I'm doing something good. Like, it it shows you, like, it's it's just really good gameplay. It's really good. I think it's really good design. Um, Yeah. uh, I hope we get more. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see more of that that explored. Go ahead. Yeah, along with, you know... a potential AOS three coming out this summer. We're also getting a new general's handbook and a whole lot of stuff can change in a general's handbook that has a huge impact on the game without it even being an addition. Like we might not get AOS three this summer, oh. even though all the buzz is, Oh, we're getting AOS three. I, I don't see anything personally, like out of what games workshop has released that says AOS three is coming. See, I think most people are pretty much around the time we uh, what was it last show with with AOS coach when he says he knows what the star collecting box is. Around that time, it was like, did we just spoil the whole community that we know it's coming? Like it's, like, <laughs> oops. Uh, so there's some some spicy. I think it. I, I think it's coming. I I had hoped we got one more year without it, but they're gonna stick to their. They're gonna rush to 3.0 whether it's the right decision or not just because they don't want to get out of their rotation uh their their rotation they've followed basically forever three years new edition yeah. three years new edition it it seems like it's it seems to me like they're they're willing to throw a bunch of other releases under the bus to make that milestone um and real quick dreamer thank you for the 100 biddies snitbag thank you as well for the 100 biddies um sorry it's all good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's certainly possible that it's just, you know, a, a three-year cycle thing. <laughs> it's also a three-year cycle that could have been disrupted by COVID, too. Right. Um, but when we had the lead-up to AOS 2, we saw indications in the battle tomes leading up to that that said, big change is coming. Right? Like, once with we... The language. Reminds me. Yeah, wholly within changing combat uh, command yeah. points, like starting to reference yeah. them, or starting to reference command abilities differently than how they previously re- were referenced and written. Um, yeah, like like saying like like the Nurgle book now the oldest book in Age of Sigmar oldest was yep it it was the first book that had the AOS two language of any type. And one of like the weird things that popped up on some of the war scrolls was you may use this command ability if this model is your general. Mm-hmm. That was like like so much of that like at the time was like Ipsum Lorem text. It's like, yeah, of course you use this if he's your general. How right. else would you use it? Right. <laughs> but we don't seem to have anything like that, that that's this like glaring like it also in the Nurgle book, like the summoning just screamed, "You are not going to pay points." I mean, in hindsight, we might be able to pick out some of the stuff that came out in DOK. And be like, ah, I think it's in. I think that the three we're getting is more of a two point five. Personally, I think that was my take from the first yes. from the first whispers of three I don't think, I don't think three will be as different from two as one was from 2.0 you know like the the gradients of difference between those two um i mean there's a massive difference between 
AOS at launch day versus AOS 30 seconds before AOS 2 dropped. Right, right. It it was it was already a completely different game. Right. At, we're at a point now where the whole game is really stabilized. The rule set feels stabilized. We have like a power level that is pretty like agreed upon around the battle tomes. It's pretty. Yeah, like, we 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 can we can identify. Go ahead. Sorry, you're you're cutting out a little bit. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we, we have. There's like a power level that the battle tomes are at. There's a couple of outliers that are exceptionally bad, like exceptionally overpowered. Yeah. There's a couple that are really bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have what, like, I think 26 battle tones now? And, like, out of the 26, like, 18 to 20 are about the same power level, like, com- like comparable. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's a pretty big win. Yeah. Like, that's hard to yeah, no, I mean, for as robust a game, I think it's easy to, like, pick out some flaws and really harp on them, especially in, like, the internet age when it's so easy to focus on, like, like um, you know, doing a negative take as opposed to a positive take. If I say, like, I really like this art, you know, like, that tweet will just, just, just slide through, like, with a couple likes from, like, the people who tend to, like, always, you know, pay attention to art or whatever. But if you're like, this is derpy AF, right? You could be the same fucking photo. Guess which two of the which one of those two is gonna like get the like the high, the more positive response or the most response I should say not even the more more positive response because now you're gonna get people who disagree with you that it's derpy they're gonna be like I love it they gotta show up to defend it and then you're gonna get people who like pile on with like the the funny internet man being negative right like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's see, W. Soren highlights his comments, then drops one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand RDP to remind everyone that chat gang ain't nothing to fuck with. And he highlight the comment he highlighted was Night Haunt still don't have sub factions. <sighs> you know, which yeah. what, you're not wrong, and what's really kind of offensive about it is they could have called like when they did Legions of Grief, that was an opportunity for them to write sub-factions instead of, like, being like, here's another weirdo Legion pseudo-army thing, right? I mean, they just... It's weird. Like, it's like they just haven't given a shit about Night Haunt since it sold the start... It's it sold the, uh, the starter box for 2.0. Like, they just... They haven't looked back at that army really since. They, they threw a little, like, patchwork Legion of Grief thing in there to shut people up, but they just... They, they've never really taken it back to back to basics and, and reassess that army. That's a book. If you're talking like in death, like obviously soul blights coming, um, flush your courts in a good space. Um, but like night haunt needs a 2.0 or well, like what would be a third, a third edition book like that. That's a book that, that it just, it could almost write itself. It feels like such an easy slam dunk to just take that in, give it some more modern sensibilities because I just, you look at that and it's, it's, it's just in this weird sort of no man's land. Especially, yeah. like, the lore, like, how prevalent and prominent Night Haunt has been in all of the lore. Um, Night Haunt. Yeah, and- I got a funny scene for it, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually now, it, it's I've played against this list twice, but once was this past weekend. And I absolutely got my shit pushed in by a Legion of Grief army that did weird stuff. Um, Apparently... You can make 
a Legion of Grief bravery bomb list <laughs> that just blows everything off the board. Right. Um, that actually brings me to another good good point of speculation. So Kernigat decided to drop 11,000 RDP to remind everyone that chat gang ain't none to fuck with. And it looks like Tomb King Tristan is now charging up a, 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 a relentless disciplined spirit bomb of his own. So uh, really putting those RDP to good use, everybody. Um, I, I love you, chat gang. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. Tristan had a good take here earlier. Um uh, let's see. Where was it? Narrative books before the edition changed. Yeah, I mean, the narrative books, but even then we're behind on the narrative books, right? Uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, that would... That's one of the things they do before before the new, the new edition, and, like, they're behind on it. So, are we going to... Are they going to, like, steam, like like steamroll out 3.0 and then release like the narrative books that are on a little bit of a delay. Are they, I mean, we just now got tech list. We know that two others are coming and we know that we've got what three months to get them out before July. Like, nope. mm, like that's, that's such a tight window. So that means to, yeah. to me that like, I mean, that's, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's, 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 there's so much to speculate on. I'm just going with like my, my gut mostly. And I, I think they're going to drop it this summer anyway. It might be in a little, maybe it's September instead, but I, I think it's coming. Uh, I think we get it mm. this year for cert, for certain. Um, and then Perli- the Perlition of uh, camp, Command Points and Battle Tomes, yep. Uh, I like Night Haunt a lot. It's, it's, uh, I think it won, won Vince's, like, most aesthetically pleasing army, like, poll. It was the highest one up yeah. there. Like, it clearly the community loves this army too. Um, an army that universally loved should never be the most powerful army. This is the the problem where if Ryu is overtuned, like it could be a problem when the, the the sort of the character that sells your game and is like the most and in Ryu's case sort of like the most basic fundamentals character. When that one is the most powerful, you you can throw your game way out of whack because now like the new players are like overperforming and they don't have a realistic understanding of like the fundamentals that they're supposed to be learning from a character that is, you know, sort of the fulcrum, the mid mid tier balance. Uh, Ash in League of Legends is in this category too. Like you, I could go through every game and like the fulcrum character and, and point it out for the most part. Night Haunt feels like um, it could be a great f- Stormcast Eternals and Night Haunt. Two sides of that, like together they form your fulcrum. You push those two triangles together, right? And you have that nice little fulcrum balance, but they're where they are right now. I think is, They've got some gas. They've got some juice, and I, I look forward to what the future holds for them because they're getting a new model. Does this mean a new battle tome is on the way? <laughs> no. So here's my prediction with this. Yeah. Right. So we're getting grave lords. I personally, and I don't think this is a stretch. I personally believe that's just straight up replacing legions in the gash. I think it does like, do I that. that. Goes away, and this is their replacement book. I, I think they do that, but I don't think they're going to make it a Grand Alliance book the way LON is, and it's a, an important distinction. I think you're going to get some soup like quality to it, but I think it's going to be more vampire counts than Cities of Sigmar, if that makes sense. Yes. Okay. And with that, I think that means all of the Night Haunt stuff that could be played in Legions of Nagash gets dumped. Yep. And now it's as that's getting dumped now all of those things like grimgast reapers 
Grimgas Reapers are now being pointed based on one army. Yes, 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 yes. No, this is a, a thousand percent. Like, they're free, like, you know, Freddie Mercury, like, wants to be free, like, sing the song, play the music video. They're finally free, and they get to be uh, their own identity. It's really... I mean, this is a this is a basic of, of 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 like creativity and art and design and stuff like that. Is is you're supposed to like quote unquote know your audience, right? Like that everyone's kind of familiar with that term. What people are less familiar with is that when they say your audience, they don't mean like a scattershot audience. They actually mean be specific. Um, like Stein mm-hmm. Steinbeck and and um, uh, man, who wrote The Great Gatsby? Why am I blanking right now? His wife's name is Zelda. uh, Checking, help me out in a second here. Um, They they said your audience can be one person, basically. And so, like, if... And uh, Miyazaki of Studio Ghibli fame um, said that, you know, like... You know, when you write for a specific individual or, like, a specific person, you find a big audience. Because a lot of us have those sort of, like, that individual thing that we can now grab onto that like we all we're complex entities like we're complex beings by writing a story about like with studio ghibli why are all these shows why are all these stories about like basically magic girls magic girls go on adventure right or or girl goes on adventure in magical land like they're almost all universally like that's the story you get this you get this everyone's got that inner magic girl that gets appealed to. And like, now you can actually see and feel something real and substantive. When you make it for everyone, you make something for no one. And Night Haunt and Legions of Nagash both kind of suffered from this. Souping, releasing armies that are soup might be awesome competitively. And like, they appeal to like that, hey, that eclectic, hey, I want to put whatever on the table sensibilities. But we have grand alliances for that. And there's a reason I would posit that Having battle tomes for armies helped grow this game. That that first Sylvaneth battle tome, you know, like yep. that people wanting to like have their thing, not just a thing, is so much more important. Yeah, absolutely. And somehow the soup thing works for city of cities of Sigmar because like, they. And I'm not. I think because the deafness in the, in that is the cities. That's where you find the identity. Because right. And we, each of the cities really does speak very much to one of the factions. Right. You're like, this is the dwarf one, or these are the dwarf ones, and this is the elf one. And so you're you're like you're starting to do that and the rules reinforce it, which is where the LON battle tone for me falls down, is the, the legions of never really fully reinforced that this is the magic one. This is the they went about it in the way that is regressive, which is like they restricted you into it, as opposed to like well, you can take anything, but if you take this, then this makes that better, right? You're rewarding me for doing something rather than telling me how to do it. Because face it, if you tell me how to do something, I'm going to want to be contrarian. Or I'm just going to be like, right. oh, fuck you, I don't want to do it that way, right? And I'm just going to, like, walk away from it. But but saying, like, oh, yeah, you can, take, you can take elves, dwarves, humans, you can take anything in this city, doesn't matter. And you're like, but if you take your dwarves, they get plus one to hit. And you're like, yeah, no, I want to take the, this is the dwarf one. Whereas in Legion of the Gosh, it was like, like, oh, yeah, you can take anything, but if you take this, then you have to get slapped on your hand, and, like, this one has to be your general, and there's a little bit of that in cities, but, again, they, they just did it better with cities. They did a lot yep. more carrot than stick, whereas LON feels like stick and lack of identity. So Yeah, 
And then it so, and then it had the and then it did the worst crime, which is go into somebody else's battle tome and steal some of their identity, <laughs> like, yes. like an asshole. <laughs> um, like the worst way too. Yeah. Like it was like, like Grim Gas Reapers were fine in Nighthawk. Yep. Nobody was winning tournaments off Grim Gas Reapers in Nighthawk. Yeah. Grim Gas Reapers in Legions of the Gash were a problem. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan dropped. And they had to get painted out of actually being playable. <laughs> uh, right, right, and and then you uh, rating party here from uh, from the crap gamer. Oh, don't call your, call yourself that. I'm sure you're a mighty fine gamer. Uh, rating party of four. Thank you so much for the raid. And uh, Tomb King Tristan dropping thirteen RDP to remind everyone Jack Gang ain't none to fuck with. Um. But secretly, he's also telling you that Skaven ain't quit. Is that what it is? You think there's some subtext there? Yeah. 13. It's got to be Skaven. Um, I want Grave Lords just Slavesh tap me out. Yeah, I can see that. I see. I, uh, Mars, unlike you, I, I had to show restraint. I'm like, ah, oh, man. In a, in, in a way, I'm happy for Potato Cam. Uh, but it did cost... GW money in an immediate sense by that like that leak of soul blight because I knew I could prepare for like I'm like no 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 soul blight is coming it's not just a rumor I don't know when F Scott Fitzgerald thank you very much I can remember his wife's name is Zelda oh man do I even did I even study English lit at university um <laughs> Oh, I just bullshitted my way through English classes. They're required. I don't moved on. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to alarm you, but but most English is doing that. Most English <laughs> is basically all that. Uh, you know, Strunk and White, which is like the elements of style, which is like the book that every writer has on their shelf, says they've read but hasn't. Um, uh said to write I would rather have a confident writer who is incorrect than a cowardly writer who is correct so write with confidence like um <laughs> Nagesh smells that was a subtext you don't you don't you don't believe that you don't believe that <laughs> at all look at look I mean at that, that one might you look don't look, at, look at this face is that face I mean, adorable you just want to My pinch his little clown cheeks. It's amazing. <laughs> I want to know where he's been. Like, what odors he might have accumulated. I know, you know, it doesn't really... Like, doesn't really, like, smell like anything, honestly. Like, usually, like, Pewter gets that old, like, metal-y smell. Oh. He's, he's inert. Like, there's really nothing coming off him. I don't know if they used a seal on it or whatever. This is my paint job, but... <laughs> that model is 200 or so years old. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Um, seems about right. I think with with the COVID modifier, it's 2,000 years old because you got to multiply everything by 10 for last year. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. The awful thing that it has been COVID that we've all been living through and not playing games because of. When was the last time you got it? Unbelievable! You mean besides against myself? Not against yourself, not on Tabletop Simulator. With another human. With another human, that yeah. Isn't your, that isn't your partner or one of your children or a pet. 
Okay. Um, damn it. That throws out my game against Dobby. Um, that would be <laughs> January of 2020. I was at Wapaka. It was my last wow. tournament and my last game. Yeah. F- uh, physically in person against t- other humans. Um, so, yeah. Like, I, I um, I kind of checked out this last year entirely. So, like, as all the hot takes are coming out about balance and, like, things like that, I'm just like, I can't even be bothered to care. You know, like, I just, yeah. it, 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 it changed. Luckily, my content's always been, like, weird. Like, yeah, I cover the occasional battle tome if I'm interested in it or I have a guest that, like, wants to come on and talk about it. But for the most part, I've never done that style of content. So I've never been beholden to Games Workshop releases. I did, yeah. I do like covering tournaments, though, especially ones I go to, because there's, that's a very, it's community. I like, for me, the most important component of Age of Sigmar is the community. Um, you know, right. rules change. Armies get powerful and and lose power. But as long as you have a strong community with great individuals to play with, you know, the game can be can be great regardless. And we've always had such a such a grassroots style game, you know, like we we don't have points. I know we'll we'll make we'll make up a whole like comp system. You know, like we just we've we haven't really looked to GW for like tons of direction in the past and I'm honestly like, yeah, they're gonna release a new edition. Uh, I'm willing to reject rules I don't like in my tournament pack, just because, like, just as a, because I'm always going to have that chip on my shoulder and always be a little bit of a contrarian, right? Like, um, I mean, how many rules do we just disregard now? Yeah, uh, terrain, like utterly how terrain is deployed. You think about it, like you walk up to a tournament and the terrain is set. I mean, that's not by the rules. You know, they right. only recently put in an exception language to it, like, or consult your TO type thing in the, what was it, GHB 2020, I think, had something about the TO, and I'm like, very good. That was a good, like, way to recognize that tournaments are run. Um, they yeah. had their little tournament way checklist to and tournament scoring. <laughs> what was that? Way to reference rule zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, they, they only recently put in a tournament scoring sheet. In, in one of their books, like we've we've gone on without them for how long? Um, yeah, it, it's it's uh, you know how triumphs are used tend to be not how they were written, or how the TO says. Um, you know how they originally envisioned uh, triumphs was like you you kind of like accrued them over the course, and we're like no, you get you get one per round if your points don't match, and that's how you get them, and like. Yeah. It, it, like we've completely rejected their other rules before. Um, I I could honestly see like Herner has already said if they if they drop the table size, he's like I'm still running them on the four by sixes. I'm not redoing all of my terrain and all of my tables. And he has these really this is from the Holy Wars and Holy Havoc tournaments, which are fantastic, uh, fantastic showcases of like what it means to be Midwest narrative events. There there the tables play, uh, like it's it's not. It's not a cliche saying, like, there's a table that has a spider in the middle of it that will try to eat both both armies. And, like, there's a, a table where there's this pillar that, like, you just throw around the pillar, like, around the table just in directions, like an old scatter die style. And just, like, smashing everything in its path and killing everything. Um, great, great event. He says that, he's like, if, if they change the table size, you're like, nope, you're playing on 4 by 6s <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like... So like how many of us are just going to immediately reject a, a a smaller table size? I don't know. See, I don't I don't know. Like I'm still in the process of my of personally um refining what I believe. You know, I I try there are certain meme beliefs I hold when it comes to this game 
you know, Nagash is the best. Well, that's not a meme. That's just that's just a you know that's a universal law. But uh, sorry, Tristan. Uh, but there's there's you know certain things that like I try not to have a fixed perspective on. I, I always try to be in search of the meaning and always be in search of what I think, and and that helps me see different sides of the equation. The tables thing, I didn't feel good about it initially. Like my first my first blush, first reaction, my knee jerk reaction was like, I don't like it. I don't want, like, I don't like it. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, I could see some strengths to it. Like, I'd have more space for my beer on the table, um, which is a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. That's like, if that's their reason, man, that is some understanding of their player base. Right, right. I mean, imagine, imagine Games Workshop being open and honest about the development process on that level where they're like, okay, we know that you guys didn't want the tables smaller because we know that you, you don't like being like 40K, you know? And we're like, yeah, no, we don't like that. And they're like, but we figured like, yeah, it saves us money to, cause the way, you know, we ship stuff, like it's going to save us some money. But we also thought that maybe you guys would like more room for your beer. And then I'd have to just tip my hat to Games Workshop. Just be like, yep, right. you're right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you get a little, like, just, just the right amount of honesty with the right amount of placating me and what I, like, and, and showing you understand who I am, like, goes a long way for me, GW. Yeah, yeah. Completely agree. <laughs> um, what has 40K done? Do we know? Like, it, it's been like we've had this sort of like void without games really i i mean don't i mean they they clearly they've clearly they've had a ton of games because games workshop had a bunch of data for 40k uh changes but um for my read from people who have been playing 40k is that they've actually enjoyed the smaller table size it makes sense for their shooting based game where it's over on deployment anyway to just let so i don't know uh, yeah. Drew, Drew Mouse says 100% accepted and decided it's better with smaller table. Smaller boards mean my new Fox friends will be able to do a lap uh, the board each turn. Right. And and that's the thing is like on a smaller table, the fact that you can move infinity means a lot less. Right. There's less space yeah. in infinity. So mathematically speaking, like, okay, so you overrun the table by 12 inches and then move back. Your, your effective movement to the table. I think that... Uh, the deep striking thing, having less table to cover against teleports is probably the biggest advantage for combat armies that I yes. can think of. The kill box being smaller that you deploy into is better for shooting armies, though, so it's a give-take. Like, the more I think of it, like, I'm okay with it. I'm a lot more okay with it when when than my first initial reaction. Sometimes you just got to change your perspective and focus on different things. I focused on beer space. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it, my only concern is, like, the logistics of it. Like, I mean, I, I would... It seems like most people are playing on, like, playmats now. Mm -hmm. Like, those, like, mouse pad material things. Which, you can just take a razor blade and cut that down to a smaller size. and No one will know any difference, right? And that's, I'm sure, what every event is going to do. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's a great opportunity for all of those sellers of those things to sell more of them now now in new size, which they can charge the same amount of money for, but it will cost them less because there's less material. Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah, man. Easier for a newer player to, to field a, a full table of terrain now, right? Um, uh, so earlier on, King of Heretics highlighted the comment. I just want to make, make sure you saw that I saw it. Um, he says, I think new soul blood is going to be cool. I like how the whole bad guy's half of Ulfen uh, watch is a 680-point battalion light. Well, it's not technically a battalion. I think you still, you're still deploying each of them, right? Or do they count as a unit? Because that's sweet if they count as a unit you're deploying individually. Uh, I only saw the one little page with the pointing. I didn't see the rules. Um, Kicker says, will we get secondary objectives in AOS? I think that's inevitable. I think we basically already do. They just did something like it, right, in 2020? Yeah. Yep. So so I think we'll get, like, d- dedicated stuff. Will we get schemes is the is the real question. Yeah. It, we'll see. Uh, I'm... I'm very hesitant about what would be an AOS 3. Because I have a hard time saying what are the proud nails in this game that need to be changed. Because it feels really <laughs> good right now. It feels like a lot of problems that aren't like systemic. They're like one battle tone, one more scroll, like one thing here and there. And a lot of it can just be changed with points. He means like the 40k secondary where you choose your own adventure for 50% of the total points of the game. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Will Path to Glory get the Pants to Glory treatment? I hope so, Kicker, but I don't think it's likely. Um, But this goes back to the grassroots thing. Um, Literally just messaged Christian for his rules on how he tweaked it and fixed fixed their rule system and uh, and use his instead. Um, It's meant to be played on a micro level anyway, as opposed to a macro level with like a whole community. Um, Most people skip over the path to glory section anyway in their battle tomes. So you just like, you could tell them, Oh, right. I forgot you're a big, you're a big path to glory honk. Um, that was like the first show you were on with me. It's talking about how great path to glory is. Um, the, uh, like most players though, you're just going to tell them Christian Ware's way of playing it. And they're just going to like assume that's correct. <laughs> Cause they never read it either. Um, Neoprene, that is the mouse pad material mats, yes. That's the stuff. Yeah. Yep. How do I fit 160 rats on a coffee table? Uh, put half of them in the underdark. Wait. Sorry. <laughs> half of them under the table. There you go. Um, so, the, uh, the, the... I expect a more flushed out path to glory because 40k got it added as the crusade system. Could be cool. I mean, 40k is a decent litmus test. It's it's not that they always conform to 40k, but they have, but they do use it as like a beta test for stuff they want to try in Age of Sigmar. I maintain that like I've said this take before. I, I said it during my birthday stream. Um, 40k. I'm okay with it being the flagship. I'm okay with it being the thing designed to get the lowest common denominator of all possible players and just be this massive cash cow. So that like Age of Sigmar can be the fun passion project they can experiment with it they can be different like okay you go hey this works in 40k do we want that in, in age of sigmar yes no eh. and then they like you know change it up right and they and 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 40k has taken from age of sigmar before they took they took from age of sigmar uh 1.0 with some of the stuff as i recall uh going into 
not this edition, which they're on ninth now, in eight, into eighth edition. They let some of Age of Sigmar inform eighth edition too. So they they there is a give take, but as long as they they maintain like sort of different first principles between the two games, I think you can have. It's okay. I mean, I'm the uh, again, I'm the person who just I don't play 40k for a reason. So please don't make my game that I purposely play and be like that game I on purpose don't play. Please, that's all I ask. So yeah, honestly, like my only real beef that I know of with 40k because I I don't know 40k rules or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it has a lot of similarities to AOS, but it's way heavier on shooting and way later in melee. Um, that's about my understanding of how 40k works. Um, and the rules are slightly more detailed, slightly more complicated. Um. I don't like the universe. Like I wow, just am completely. I, I think it's so boring. It, like, it's so uninteresting to me. Uh, and like the, there's this lack of verisimilitude to like space marines are supposed to be like these crazy hyped up super soldiers. Mm-hmm. But they don't play on the tabletop nearly the way their lore says they should. Yeah, we're like one space marine shows up with an entire inquisit- inquisition, and you're like, "Oh shit, this this planet's fucked!" Right? Like they don't do that. Yeah. Um. To be fair, Stormcast don't play like that either. In Soulbound, we see how Soul or how how Stormcast are supposed to be. When I'm like, "Oh yeah, one Stormcast," and like the, they roll out of combat, and like now there's sixty dead Skaven, including like a Doom Wheel and stuff like that. And, like, three Storm Vermin and a Doom Wheel, and you're like, whoa, shit, okay, yeah, Stormcast mean business. Um, like, you don't get that vibe in, in this either, but you do get some of it, and Stormcast aren't as overhyped. Stormcast are more 300. Like, they die to the last to the last person, but, like, stop Xerxes, right? Like, they, like, a little yes. bit more 300 than, like, whereas, whereas 40k Space Marines are supposed to be like, no, 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 like, they eat... They eat rocks and shit gunpowder and show up and kill Zito's trash, like, so on and so forth. Yeah, and, you know, other spicy take, I dislike most of the aesthetic of 40k. It hasn't evolved since the 80s. It just, it hasn't. Um, yeah. I mean, some of that stuff is, like, quaint and awesome and, like, as a throwback, but, like, they, they keep trying to get these, like, realistic poses on, like, Space Marines. And they're 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 so dumpy, they're just chonky little chibi idiots. And you're trying to give them these like realistic, interesting, super sweet posts. And I'm like, I just I'm like I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the, the the helmets. They can never change the helmets, but like, they look so derpy to me. Like even even Doom redesigned Doom guy for crying out loud. Like, but hey. Yeah, I mean, I there's a couple of factions that I kind of like. Um, it, it's hard not to like the orcs, um, because they're basically the same in 40k as they are in AOS, except with well, guns. They're 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 soccer hooligans, right? Like they they just maintain they that like the that they are soccer hooligans throughout. Yeah, and they're like the the greatest army ever for converting kit bashing, throwing random parts on stuff. You know, yeah. gluing your pets on there to see what will happen. Um, just random crap. 
Um, I like Death Guard, maybe just because I like Nurgle. Um, but it most of the aesthetic is just not for me at all. I like Blood Angels in theory and think Necrons objectively look sweet now. Like, they've won me over. If ever I were to play uh, play 40k, it would be Necrons, no question. Uh, they're so awesome. Like, the Void Dragon, the freaking Silent King, uh, the general ne Necron troop. Like, they they finally, they don't just look like Terminator ripoffs. You know, like James yes. Cameron ripoffs. Finally, they have their own identity. Thank you. Um, imagine ripping off James Cameron's stuff two decades later and, like, trying to pass it off as your own idea and act like it's, like, progressive, excellent art. Like, you know, kind of like the new Terminator movies. Ayo! <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, they they self-plagiarized. tonight. Yeah. No, there we go. Um, I I think my – I don't want to pan 40K too much. I think it's fine for what it is. I You know, it's, again, it's the – it is their flagship for a reason. Tons of people play it. Um, they've they've tapped into something that people really, really enjoy. Uh, it's guns. Uh, but uh, the uh, – <laughs> like, I don't – like – Guns and like thinking tanks are the coolest thing. Like they, like they, they, they're into something. Like they, they've tapped into something there. Um, it's cool. Uh, I don't like the lack of dynamicism to this this big universe. Like it's an example of hyperbole taken too far. Like when you take hyperbole way too far, it can actually be more stagnant than than realism. Mm -hmm. you know, like realism, they they've they've they've, they've yes anded themselves so far. That like they pretty much can't change anything interestingly. That's why I I get that a lot of people like 30k because 30k feels like it's changing and moving towards something, whereas 40k is just like okay, if anything really happens, the whole universe is on a blade's edge or on on the edge of a blade. It all ends if just one thing happens, and you know they have to keep retconning in different solutions to how absurd everything is now. Which I think is what's really good with the Age of Sigmar lore is that when they killed the old world, they killed that idea for Warhammer Fantasy, right? Now we have, like, we don't know the end of this story. Yeah. In the old world, we knew the end of the story 30 years ago. Yeah. We were just working on slowly, slowly getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I feel like you probably forty k is probably the same way, yeah. But that you ultimately know the end of the story, but you're just sort of going through the motions to get there. Yeah, they, and I don't think they need their 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 gigantic world ending event like Age of Sigmar. I I don't. I just think they need to they need to write their way out. Uh, they need to take a riff from Hamilton. They got to own their mistakes and write their way out. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, the Hamilton that shit. Um, let's see. Drew Mouse said earlier on uh, that that Stormcast Eternal designed by committee to add Space Marines to fantasy. Um, I agree and disagree with this take. I think you can draw comparisons between literally anything and anything else to make them sound like they're the same. If you generalize a take enough, if you pick what you're trying to say craftily enough, uh, you could pretty much generalize that. Uh, I think they've moved away from sigmarines a while ago um in terms of their lore their distinction and so on and so forth for the better uh i think they've taken from what works for for, for 
Chaos. I mean, here, here. Let me let me put it differently. Space Marines ripped off Chaos Warriors, and so Fantasy did it first. Sigmar Sig Sigmarites are actually ripping off Chaos Warriors. Get fucked. There we go. <laughs> There's my hot take. Um, no, I, I, uh, it, it, every game has a Ryu. Every game has a Ryu. Uh, every game should. Uh, perhaps one of the great flaws of, of Warhammer Fantasy Battle is it didn't have a Ryu. Uh, it had elves. <sighs> oh, God, we have so many elves now. <laughs> um, it, the important part with, 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 with Stormcast Eternals is to allow them to be Ryu, but be your Ryu, to be your Stormcast. And that's where Chambers and some of the the, the uh, uh, hosts and stuff like that, I think, if they do break it down and into like a Codex st a Stardust sort of where you, you can actually pick your own little, what are they called, chapters? If you can actually break it down and pick your own little chapters and stuff, I think that could do a lot of, a lot of good for Stormcast. As, as long as they don't like, half the releases are always Stormcast. Please, please, gods, no. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, well, I think there's too much, like, fan base hype about Space Marines for 40k that, like, they can't not keep releasing more it's, Space Marines. It's true. It, it, it's what their player base demands. It's, they'll stop releasing them when, when people stop buying them, right? Which is, like, literally yeah. never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, how how what did it take to get new Necron Skull? Yeah, and then uh, suddenly everybody jumped on forty forty skull. years, fifty years. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they keep the lights on. That's I mean that's it's it's fine, it's fine. Like I said, like I said at the very very beginning of this 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 forty k tangent, I've already like kind of grown weary of. Uh, let them be the flagship. Let them be what they are. I'm fine with it. I truly am. It, 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 it lets it keeps the lights on, like Mago says here. Um, like keep selling all that stuff, and like you have a ton of hobbyists doing doing good stuff with the, you know, they love their space marines. Like if I just kept getting different poses of Catacros, would I keep buying them? You're damn right I would. Like I can I really truly judge people who love like space marines and, and want all space marines all the time. No, I can't. Um I take it as a kindness yeah. that they don't do that with Stormcast in in Age of Sigmar though. Um you know, perhaps start by like re like re reimagining and redoing a bunch of the fine cast models that are still in our game, regardless of faction. Just just every month, every Monday, release a new re-release of fine cast model in in glorious plastic with a new sculpt. Bring in freelance artists and freelance sculptors to have their takes on that. You call it an artist series. Uh, charge a premium price for it. I don't care. Just do it. Hire Maroc and get some sweet werewolves. There you go. Get Maroc on. Get Maroc on board. Yeah. So, you've brought up elves. What I'm gonna take the quick sidestep around the elves. <laughs> Just accidentally cast this to to our bedroom TV and woke up my daughter. She hates 40k apparently. Razor Tree, you're uh, that's some good parenting. Uh, 
you and Tulilia are, are are performing there. Uh so like yeah, we got all of this new LRL right? Mm-hmm. You're cutting out. I, I you don't have any audio. Yeah, there you are. A phone call. I don't know why I was getting a phone call now. Oh, disgusting. Huh? They're fired. Oh, actually, shit. I just realized what it was. Mm. It is. It was uh, the automated line for my daughter's school. So she probably is like school from home tomorrow or something like that. That doesn't sound important. Keep talking about Warhammer. Yes. Um, so we have all this new LRL, right? Mm-hmm. And we got battle. We got techless. And in that, we get this new city of Sigmar, where we can use one in four uh, Lumineth in the city. And they get all the goodies of being part of cities of Sigmar. Plus, that city, in addition to that, gives all of your wizards plus one to cast. Mm-hmm. Universally, no anything. Right. How busted do you think that city is going to be? Well, it's not right now. It's not technically a city, right? Like we need a, some sort of FAQ because the way it it works right now is it's just kind of this. It's just kind of other. It's like these staple rules, like that you you staple onto a thing, and it, it like as I understand, it's missing some of the uh, add cities of Sigmar keywords to things, right? Uh, Maybe not. Did they do that? I have no idea. I don't know. I I I heard some. I heard some people. We'll go with unreliable narrator on that. I heard some people say some stuff, so maybe they're maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't I don't care. It's awesome. It's I think the the more significant part is that you you can one in four LRL units with the standard accoutrements of a uh you know city, and I think that's where you're really going to see the juice because now you get your plus two to cast. You get to you get to pull some tricks and uh, you know like the idea of Phoenix Guard standing next to uh freaking Sentinels. Or wardens, sorry. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of like you have the Phoenix Guard standing in front of those those archers is pretty. That's pretty nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think it's cool. Yes, Phoenix Guard and LOR together at last. I don't think it's busted. Um, I I don't think it's busted though. Is the thing. I it's 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 good. It's it's good. I might even put it put it like top of a here once I sort of internalize the information and read read the rules concretely for myself rather than stupid pictures on the internet. Um, uh, but I'm not too worried about it. I still, like, I haven't read... Actually, I haven't read the first LRL book. And I still haven't, like, I listened today to the Warhammer Weekly from yesterday on the new LRL stuff, and like, all of that like went in one ear and out the other. It it like just did not stick in my brain okay. at all. Thank you, Drew Mouse. <laughs> so it is officially a Cities of Sigmar. They gave the Cities of Sigmar and Settlers gain keywords. Okay. That's also another really odd city name. Uh like, maybe another or maybe another to... homage to uh to Chuck Moore. For his gains. Um, <laughs> um, 
there are so many SA tier armies that I think the game is just getting better. I think you might not be wrong there, Razor Tree. Yeah. I don't think that's wrong either. I think <laughs> everything in the game is just getting better. Um, Magos says, uh, Teclas is holding the rules and story writers' children hostage. That's how we got Broken Realms Teclas. I mean, his name's on the book. You didn't expect him to suck, did you? I mean, really, people. <laughs> Everyone, like, I got, like, day zero ats from people as soon as the book was was leaked. And they're like, did you see all this awesome stuff happen for Teclas and all this great stuff's happening? And I'm like... Yeah, the book had his name in it. I don't imagine <laughs> imagine that. Like I <laughs> almost like they wrote him like he was the protagonist in his own book. Insane insanity. Uh, I don't care. Um, he, he, like this game, you play it for the long haul. Usually, by the time you finish building an army, uh, something has changed to throw whatever the assessment or take you got on into that army in the first place has changed by that time. Like, usually. Uh, an FAQ comes out. Some boogeyman comes out that says, nope, hold, and holds your L for you until you uh, until you run into them on the table. Like, there's there's so much... There, it, it's such a big game now. This isn't, you know, second edition Dark Eldar where you held on to second edition Battletome. The this, this same book with just little patchwork post-it notes occasionally put in it from a freaking white dwarf or something for six editions until you got actually a new battle tone, right? Like this isn't that those days, the game does move pretty slow and probably I, slower than I think most people want it to move. Um, it moves slower than people in 2021 want it. anything. Maybe are, are you making a kids these day, uh, a digital age sort of take here? I yeah I could see that, yeah I could see that. <laughs> no, I I um yeah I mean we want instant gratification. We want like control C, control V, fix it sort of, um you know stuff. And there are certain things that they can be more timely with. Uh, that they need to update their process on to get more timely with it. But when it gets right down to it. Uh, I came from CCGs too. Am I off balance in thinking this game is surprisingly balanced for how f many armies and sub factions are available? Um, I I, I, I think I think beauty's in the aggregate. It would be the way I would I would I would phrase it. I think beauty's in the aggregate, and if you you take a step back, um, and you sort of look at the aggregate of the game, it's it's healthier than it has been. Um. It can, can it, I mean, I'm one who always wants to strive for better regardless, though. So, like, I never accept good enough as good enough. And so I understand the... The sky is never falling. Let's not be reactionaries here. Um, but, like... But, like, yeah, we can, we, can, we can expect better and also enjoy what's here. So... And I think if you, you take a step back and uh, sort of be mindful of the environment of the entire world right now. And I'm not just saying let COVID be a forever excuse for things. Uh, in fact, I, I, I've argued quite the opposite. Um, I think that it's forced us to innovate better. And that's what you should do in crisis mode is innovate better. Um, and, Absolutely. And being resistant to innovation offends me, uh, like in my sensibilities. Uh, but 
but if you do take a step back and realize like a lot of this might be you know my own mental state of uh, focusing on the negative because I've just been trapped in here with my own goddamn thoughts and, you know, Dracula and a Revenant and Logan for a while. Um, probably drinking too much. <laughs> and Ganesh. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and the old, uh, and the old Nagash. Um, uh, certainly yeah, I, not. A, I, I, certainly I, not a leave it alone take here. More of a headed in the right direction take. Yeah, Razor Tree, I, I'm with that. I'm with that. Sometimes it feels a lot like two steps forward, one step back uh, with the game. You know, like we have these moments where, like, how the hell did this get printed as it is? You know, type thing. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's headed in the right direction. And 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 as long as we keep we keep that like sort of mindfulness and and uh, enjoy what we enjoy and. Seek accountability in the ways that that are reasonable. Which is an important distinction. Uh, every everything isn't the sky is falling. Uh, yeah, would be interesting if the Bellacore book has a. I guess all I'm saying is like at least wait for the book to physically be out and to play against it a little bit. Like I guess that's what I'm saying. Yep. Um, would be interesting yeah. if the I, mean, I still haven't played against RL, so I, I really don't feel like I can make any sort of judgment about that army. Well, so what I'm thinking, Bellacor, I think, I mean, obviously, because Bellacor's name is in it, but leave it to Bellacor to be the one NPC with a book featuring his name and he loses, because that's kind of what Bellacor does. He's brought into the narrative to lose. Um, that's. That's how 40k uses him. It's how Age of Sigmar, I suspect, will use him. I, you're right, Encantabot. I do want to flip a table if that happens. So I hope he wins. I hope uh, he brings. I hope Beasts of Chaos get better in Bellacor somehow. Um, you know, give you know, uh, Marathi reprinted War Scrolls and did some new stuff in it. Do that for Beasts of Chaos. That'd be really fucking cool. Um, have Bellacor lead some Beasts of Chaos and and do some badass stuff. Like I, I'd really be for that. Um, maybe have a cities have gotten something every broken realm so far. I could see them getting more stuff in, in broken. I think they're going to get stuff in each one of these books. So Bellacor could certainly feature like cities of Sigmar. Seraphon are pretty opposed to demons. The book featuring the demon guy showing up, uh, Seraphon, a city with Seraphon sounds legit. It's one of the sort of missing puzzle pieces to cities right now. Right. Yeah, I think there's. I'm curious if we get like what we get for Slaves to Darkness out of Bellacor. Yeah, I mean that's uh, kind of his home faction, right? And I'm being selfish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um my oh, yeah. that, go ahead. It, I, I'm just curious, like, like we got Wrath of the Everchosen, like that was basically. Like just like chaos supplement the book, right? Um, right. And you know, the Slaves to Darkness already got an update, and a really good update at that. Yep. Um, I think Idolaters is way underrated. I think it's gonna once actual games happen more. I think it's gonna be popping up a lot. We were in the process of Slaves to Darkness's true potential being realized, and this is something like Halo and I both kind of talked about. Like that book has a Cities of Sigmar vibe to it for me. Where it feels like it's got a lot yep. of potential and a lot of builds in it that are like you. F we fixate on the obvious things early on, 
and the Johnny brain doesn't the the sort of like the Timmy spike comes out immediately. The Johnny spike takes a while. Um so you go for like the obvious yeah. thing real quick. But now like you're going to get into that people who are like tinkering in like the tinkerers are going to have had a lot of time with Slaves to Darkness. Um and we were starting to see them kind of emerge on some of the the tournaments as as COVID was winding into effect. We've seen them take some pretty cool TTS tournaments too. So, I don't think Slaves to Dark The problem is is like I think Slaves to Darkness had the unfortunate problem of just releasing at the wrong time because it was just yeah. the obvious huge OP stuff came out a month later, right? Yeah. Like if you were yep. already about to buy a bunch of like chaos stuff and it kind of didn't matter, uh you could have waited a little bit and bought as much as each. And like I said, by the time the thing that gets you into the game or the the thing that you start building, by the time you've finished it, something else has has come out by then. Uh, to just ooh, look over here. Like I keep talking about the recency bias in Age of Sigmar. This is what I mean. Like there I think that we have we fixate on the recent uh pretty hard as a community. It's in how we release our content, it's in like what we engage with. Um you know, not a whole unless there's somebody who is known specifically for, you know, being a tinkerer like some like a Darren Watson or, or whatever. Like you don't tend to like go pay attention to every list uh, built for an old army that shows up in your Twitter feed. You look for the new stuff unless you have vested interest in that faction. Like yep. look at look at this new OP thing I made. You know, we call it sleeping on something for crying out loud because it goes under the radar and we don't address it. Um. Because and 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 I think people kind of fell asleep at the wheel when it came to Slaves of Darkness. We fixated on Marauders. Uh, Zinch stole the thunder utterly. One month later, oh, absolutely. Most of those Zinch players already had all that shit in their basement. They just dusted it off. And I remember thinking, oh, change host again. Like Skyfires by a different name are called Flamers. Apparently, like. I remember this exact playing against this exactly when I got into the game in 2017. Uh, they just, it looks like someone just melted the model slightly into like shitty bubble gum. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like they just took a blowtorch and just melted their like cooler looking uh, bird, bird men into just shitty bubble gum models. And is flamers and fucking horrors. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. Let's fight. Um, I think uh, Chaos Action will get the Dark Oath keyword. Ooh, there you go. There's a spicy take. I like that take, Chaos uh, Spawn. I like that take a lot. Um, it's it, it'd be good to use them, or it'd be it'd be a good use of that to like have Dark Oath actually uh, sort of take form, right? Uh, yeah, I mean that's what I was certainly hoping for. Like, there's just this little like we have all of the cultists that are a thing. And we have all of like the like the legacy chaos warrior stuff that can all take marks mm-hmm. is a thing. And then we have like these couple of things like the the uh the war queen, the chieftain, and the what is it, like the hunting pack. Like this couple of random things that don't fit in one of the other boxes enslaved. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, there's just some more, there's more room there, especially since, like, I think more than, maybe more than any other alliance, like Grand Alliance, um, 
like chaos seems to have embraced what mortals and like regular stuff living in the mortal realms is like. You know, a lot of yeah. the, I mean, Marathi got some new models. Uh, you know, Daughters of Cain, it's a little old, little new. Um, you know, because the snake stuff is new, and the uh, you know the daughters themselves aren't. Um, City of Sigmar is all old stuff. Like, just like looking at. I mean, KO totally lives in Age of Sigmar. Like, that's a super AOSE army. Um, Fire Slayers aren't. You know, they, I could go through and probably check it all off. But, but with from a design strategy, Chaos seems to have been like, hey, this is these things living in this world, and Warcry helps them. Quite frankly, I mean, it it, it helps yes. that be a reality. Um, real quick, Katie says, I'm really hoping that there will be a Karnathi versus Bo- uh, Beast of Chaos box or something, maybe with Kragnos. I'd like to see that. I, I I think Kurnothi, I don't know if it's just my circle of friends that I just, I happen to know like the 10 people who are super hyped for Kurnothi or if it's a read of the whole community seems to want it. But for my like sort of zoomed in view, it seems a lot of people talk about wanting Kurnothi. Um, if Kurnothi sort of port end a revamp to Sylvaneth, I know they're kind of separate, but if you get like a Gloomspite Git style thing where you get Sylvaneth updated with new Karnathi stuff. I think that would that would go a long way in the game of Age of Sigmar. Um I'm hoping Kragnos is destruction though. I am hoping that's that's my hope. Um I don't think you can ever take Beasts of Chaos and just like pull them out of chaos and then throw them over into into destruction. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. But yeah. But having a destruction sort of beastie like beastie boys uh, showing up to sabotage would be pretty sweet. Um, so I, I think uh, that, was a, that was a Beastie Boys. They're a band thing. Yeah. All right. All right. All, right. Um, <laughs> all, all, these, all these young kids these days don't yeah. know the classics. Kids these days don't get my bad sense of humor. Uh, I'm angry at you guys. Rabble, rabble, rabble. I'm not. Um When Iron Jaws got all the updates, they immediately got a book. Well, and and that's the thing is like Games Workshop doesn't seem to be able to like give like meaningful updates without releasing an entirely new book. And uh, I wish that they when I was talking about earlier like having artists show up, like guest artists show up and do sculpts and stuff like that, and just selling it at a premium. Um, they don't typically do that stuff because they're like, well, we got to have a book to to justify this whole thing. And I'm like, no, just move away from that, please. People want like you're a models first company. So, like, you know, do that. <laughs> Maybe repurpose Forge World to actually be the premium product it's supposed to be that just releases models. Don't have them release separate crap. Have them update your model sculpts and release premium packs of cool shit. Yeah. I mean, and and, well, and, and Broken Realms has had a... has shown opportunity to release and infuse new War Scrolls on old models into the game. Shame that didn't happen with Flesh Eater Quartz. Or Night Haunt, because Death doesn't get anything new. Um, but it has happened with with uh, you know Chaos and and uh, and Order. So maybe they'll do it for Destruction uh, and Beast of Chaos. That's my hope, anyway. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, the the stuff that has come out in Broken Realms so far has been one of two things, if not both. It is either stuff that is giving real meaningful changes and infusing new life into an army, 
mm-hmm. or it's giving the hardcore narrative players something cool and new to sink their teeth into and jump on. Yep. Hardcore and... narrative players. I love that that phrase alone, by the way. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you know what? Like, if you've ever met a hardcore narrative player, you know what a hardcore narrative player is. They name all of their characters. All of their heroes have a story. Oh, you mean like, like... cool people. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like the, out of uh, Marathi, like the two cities of Sigmar were not like anything that were, they weren't like good cities, Mm -hmm. but for people that want to play Dark Elves, basically, Mm -hmm. they were like this giant gift. Like the Dark Elf players get their home city now. Yeah, they get their excuse. Even more so than they Right, yeah. 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 Um, so I, I think it like Deepkin got new war scrolls. Nurgle got new war scrolls. Uh Slaves to Darkness got an excellent new host. Um uh, you know, Lumineth got half a book. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got a whole new book. They've sold you three Lumineth books now, um, in less than a year. <laughs> I enjoy that elf players um that's the elf tax yeah, I, your I, stuff you gets to ob I, but you your, your stuff gets to be op but you have to just keep paying over and over and over again that's they know that yeah. el- like they they've been to a ren fair they've seen that most people there wear like their little elf ears they know they know that if you're that that like demographically speaking fantasy dweebs are mostly elf fans and they're just like gonna milk that and milk you all for profit um real quick uh Chaos Spawn Wargaming, Twitch Prime, 10 years of friendship. Thank you so much for that sub there. Um, and then I like earlier on uh, saying, like, don't talk about, like, uh, the War Clans and Greenskins too much. They don't know we're secretly great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Pretty much. Um, and uh, thank you for making the, uh, the the clip there, uh, Kicker. I'll go relive my embarrassment again later. Um BR is only updated models that we that were made for AOS that sucked. Better scrolls, nothing uh, with a pre-AOS model got a new war scroll. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's fine though. I'm okay with them like very slowly phasing out their old their old sculpts from the game. Personally, um, I don't. Yeah. I don't it, have. It's like you know, not you know, nothing ever stays the same. Like you know, the, there is sort of a beauty in impermanence, right? Uh, I just reordered this beautiful majestic thing and yeah i could rebase it to be like a like a vampire lord or or like a necromancer or something i might do that um but uh there's a beauty in 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 the impermanence i think it's it's what allows us to appreciate what we have you know knowing that it could change one day and and not not be around um let's see there's a value in collecting stuff too you know the impermanence of things makes collecting relevant it's true. I mean, that, that's and, what an entire collector's market is, right? Yeah. And it, <laughs> what's great is circling back around to elves. Now, that if you are a true hardcore high elf fan and you are fully on board the Lumineth bandwagon, the price of admission for being a hardcore Lumineth fan is 
three. It's one. Three special edition books. Well, okay, yeah. If you want to really prove that you're you're the you're the elfiest, you have to buy three of the just for bragging rights. You you own all three. You're like, I didn't need to buy all three, but I did. And then you just like stare down all as all the people who look away from you who claim they did. You know that they're not as true of an elf fan as you. No, I mean, right. If you jump in right now, you just buy the new LRL Battletoad. So yeah. So those holdouts who weren't happy with like the cows and stuff, who are like now they're seeing a lot more what looks like traditional high elves now, um, they can buy in right now. No, 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 uh, no weight on their <laughs> no weight on their conscience, right? Um, I feel bad for the people who who bought in early and now have to buy two at least two books, assuming they don't buy a third one. Um, I'm gonna say it though. The uh, first book, the first uh, special edition, the one that came with the box, uh, that's the better cover, though. This new cover sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon is permanent. Bacon is eternal. <laughs> Interesting. Um, perhaps. Um, so, uh, I, I one of the next things that we... Man, we, we ended up on, on like a nice little uh, tangent there. Um Tallulia, uh, uh, Razor Tree buying at least two books. Cough, cough. <laughs> I mean, I'm interested in how you how you feel about that as an elf. Like the people whose opinions I care about this the most on the like, you're the ones who had to like who got the like the sort of bait and switch a little bit. Elf fans got. The, I didn't. I'm like, oh yeah, elves. I'm like, yeah, I like I like these elves. They're not for me, but I th- I like these. You know, they're weird. I like things that go a little too weird. I don't need to buy them because I'm not an elf player. I know my sensibilities in the end. Um. You know, I bought it on Slanesh because I'm like, this is like the elf sensibilities, except they're evil and weird. And I'm like, I'm all about being evil and weird. Um, but like with with LRL, I'm I'm concerned what the the fans themselves believe about the the book situation. You know, are you happy that you just got more candy and you don't give a crap, or are you a little pissed off because like you you got to buy a second book now? And maybe you bought two thousand points of the old army. You see some new stuff and you're like, well, time to shelf five hundred points of it or a thousand points of it. And buy this other thousand points, and so now I have three thousand points of elves. Or are you like, I was gonna buy everything in the range anyway. I'm just happy to have extra stuff. Like, I, I I'm really curious what else. I I think we we like to like do a little bit of a think of the children in our community. You know, like think of the yeah. children. You know, the poor downtrodden orc player or the poor downtrodden. What do they actually think? You know, and. Keep in mind, they're not a monolith. There's no single-player uh, experience or or philosophy or point of view that encapsulates the entire point of view of that entire faction, Grand Alliance, or whatever. But, like, I, I wonder what the, the general read of the elf community is. Yeah. So. As being a person that is not part of that community, I am more of the uh, grab a banner and uh, placard and protest that community. Uh, I could not really tell it here. <laughs> but I-, I would say similarly, Nurgle has had this slow drip of new stuff all over the place. And so we've kind of had that, like... You can talk about Nurgle for, like, five minutes on your own. I'm going to go mix another drink. So. (laughs) (laughs) BRB. Uh, If you're playing the the, uh, Rantcast drinking game that is not official and I do not condone, take care of your health, take care of yourself. This would be one of those those things on the drinking game list. I'll be right back. 
So Nurgle the Nurgle has... slow pussy drip. Go on. Yes, the slow drip of Nurgle. Yeah, it... Nurgle got the battle tome. He's gotten FAQs. The Skaven book has a bunch of stuff marked Nurgle in Clan Pestilence. We got Beasts of Chaos that gave us the Pestilent Throng so we can take all of Beasts of Chaos in uh, a Nurgle army. Um, we got Wrath of the Everchosen. We got uh, some stuff in Forge World that is still legal. And now we just got um, uh, Techless. So we have like all of these different books. Like I, I could... I could have like a shelf lined with books that are just all supplemental to my Nurgle army. I mean, I don't, um, I just have, you know, well, technically I guess I kind of have three cause I have the Nurgle battle tome. I've got slaves to darkness and I've got Skaven. Um, but that's the slaves to darkness one is because I want to play Nurgle marked slaves to darkness as well. Um, so, but Wrath of the Everchosen, I didn't actually buy, and not gonna buy Techless either because it's just War Scrolls. Um, so those are gonna just be free in the app, so I don't care. Um, the other things, though, like it, 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 there definitely is a little bit of a feel bad there that the resources are in multiple different places, and I definitely don't buy those things like if i don't absolutely need to because of where the price point's at and you know if it's going to be like 45 50 bucks to buy a book that i only need a couple of pages out of like wrath of the ever chosen like i really don't care about the narrative i'm not going to use the other stuff in this book why am i buying this um that and just the ease unfortunately or fortunately of just finding this stuff on the internet, you know, you can, um, you know, I, you didn't hear it from me, but you can find all of these books hidden away somewhere on the internet for uh, uh, an illicit price. And, um, you know, it makes it so that you, I, I only buy the battle tomes for the, the armies that I play, um, which, uh, just fell by one this week. I sold my Caradron Overlords because I was not playing them. I was not interested in playing them. They were sitting on my shelf in, in boxes and whatever. And now they're going to turn into more Nurgle Demons because Nurgle Demons are suddenly really good. Check out my channel for more content about Nurgle Demons. Um, yeah, I'm sort of running out of gas here, chat gang. I can't see chat gang. So, um, if uh, somebody could just like shoot off a flare that I can see from my house, um, maybe some smoke signals. It's kind of late at night, so I'm gonna have a little trouble with smoke signals. Flare guns, though, that would work really nicely. Fireworks, also good. Uh, buzz by with a UFO or two. Those are also good options. And meth is now back, so I can stop. A Nurgle that. player running out of gas. I think I'm more offended by that <laughs> than the amount of Nurgle gas to begin with. <laughs> I love so much, so much, that in the official rules text of Age of Sigmar, the word fart 
now appears. Oh man, yeah, yeah. See, that's that is the high quality, the high brow, the art, the articulate, erudite <laughs> content you can come to expect from here. Like and subscribe. Um, I almost want to buy the ring. Book ring the so dinner bell. Spark. Yeah. No, the the uh, what is it? The what were they talking about? The not the fart meta, the the bowel pipe meta, or whatever the hell. Are we are we prepared for it? Truly. Um, part of the problem um, is it's... that Nurgle isn't actually broken. It's not a top table army, but you can make so many different lists that are actually do stuff. Like what will a new uh, look actually bring? I don't think um, they're. Uh, I mean, people really don't like Blight King spam right now. Like they hate it. They hate it so much. I don't. I think that what's there are some pers- armies that simply can't deal with that density of wounds on the table. Like, and the armies that have trouble dealing with that density of wounds on the table are all like S tier armies. <laughs> so, <laughs> like that is that is the core of the issue right now with Nurgle is that like all of their best matchups are against the best armies. Well, and the problem is, is if you make, you make an army that can deal enough damage to, to, to deal with blight King spam, you have now put a toxic amount of damage into the game against other armies that aren't that right. Yeah. Uh, Like you can Nurgle armies regularly heal literally double the average number of wounds Mm -hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. They, like in an average list like usually it's like just over 100 wounds a uh, nurgle list can put over 200 on the table yeah like it it is just an unreal amount of meat to chew through mm-hmm. right a hot spur dropping a thousand rdp to remind everyone chat gang ain't nothing to mess with so i was listening to you i was i was i was making my drink but i have to catch up on chat here because i missed some of it um i don't know um I, I think, to just kind of reset it all a little bit, I think 3.0 is imminent. I think 3.0 is going to be a little bit more of a 2.5 than a th- than a full new edition. I think they're going to use a lot of what's in the game currently, uh, in 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 that in that like 3.0, but just refine it a little bit. Maybe add maybe tweak some some mechanics. Um, I think that they they can streamline it. Pylon is my big. That's the big one for me. I want Pylon to go back to the way it was written for, like, two precious weeks of 2.0. Just just make Pylon better. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's that's my, that's my hopes. Make it cleaner, make it quicker. Uh, you'll solve the hypothetical problem of getting 2.9. Uh, like, just... just my concern is just making it cleaner and quicker. I have two models that are that are close-ish. I can pile into like I get to just pile into a model in a direction of my choosing. You know, like I don't truly care. Yeah, I think it's a mechanic that's a little bit too fiddly. Like I, I, I mean, some people are worried that you're going to pile in away from them, right? But almost just like, just be like, oh no, you just, you just. Pile in, don't break coherency when you do it, and, uh, you know, move towards an enemy model. <laughs> like, it just, you don't need to, like, have it be, and then you can have the exception for the units that can pile in any direction. Just be like, pile in towards an enemy model. Three inches. There you go. 
like I should be able to grab that like the pool cue thing that you see in the old timey general generals tents where they like they move the troops across the table. I should be able to grab one of those and just push my entire block of skeletons in your face with it, and not have to like get down and be granular with it. Yeah, um, I feel like there might be a change to pile in coming, um, with the new LRL stuff. This is your mouse, and you are on the, the same gu- page. Go on, continue. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a, I forget what they're called, but they have like the, the they have crazy piling. Yeah, they they completely break all of the piling rules. The kangaroos. Yeah. Um, yeah, the kangaroo guys. Um, and then getting back to the farts, the fart ability in particular, also messes around with piling. Yeah, but it messes around with piling in a really strange way. Ready? Uh, have you actually read the, that rule? Just seen pictures or watched people discuss it. I haven't read it to internalize it. So go on. So it doesn't say you can't pile in like like a unit can't pile in. It says a unit within three inches of your unit cannot pile in towards that unit. Mm -hmm. So hmm. It's like implying that they can pile in away from you. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we're going to see pile-ins be any, just you get three inches, have fun. I'm fine with that. That's less granular. It, it takes us, like, what if you pile in three inches away from me? And, like, I'm guessing you might not be able to pile out of combat type thing, you know? Yeah. Would be, would be my guess that you can't pile in out of combat. But maybe you can, yeah. But like you can, you can reset your your ranks and stuff like that. Like fine, whatever. Um, I I I don't know. You can sure up the objective. You can make a little tidier circle. Yeah, one of the let them back off if they want. It's tactile. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I I mean, I just I ultimately don't care. (laughs) It's the granularity. It's 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 the granularity I hate. It's the getting over and measuring each individual. Like I hate it's. It's the, you know, like, it's the the setting up the potentially toxic situations of who you do, like they were talking about before, but I haven't seen in the entirety of Age of Sigmar, uh, where, like, you set two models on either side of a monster and now it can't pile in at all, um, or with the 2.9ing with some Slanesh pile-in tricks, like, um, this mythical thing that happens, but I haven't seen it ever. Um, <laughs> like, literally never seen it happen on the table, and I played against incredibly skilled opponents. The situation to set it up is so it's so. Anyway, you don't you don't create any corner cases like that. So just the most clean it can possibly be is really where I'm at. I do think we're still going to. They got to be changing pylon. I'm with pretty much everyone here in chat. They've done the the pylon wars have started. I don't like them. I'm not here for them. Uh, I don't think. That particular microcosm of the entire game should be a focal point deciding games. It often, movement is always the deciding factor, but now you have like this movement within movement within the charge, the charge phase slash combat phase. Like, ah, ah, like, I, I don't know. It's You're looking at its activation wars and the haves and have nots. Every army that doesn't have a six in, uh, unit that can six inch pile in is going to be a have not. Regardless of if they change pilot rules or not. 
Like, now every army that, that can't stop a pylon towards you in combat or or uh, doesn't have a six-inch a six inch pylon is now suddenly a have-not. So now you have to wait for your book to get updated, hopefully, or get some, like, or get some other tool to play against it. That's terrible. Nobody liked that with, with activation wars, waiting to see the activation wars, then them writing a fucking flowchart, then them writing an FAQ that countered, that, 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 that countered their flowchart, then writing an FAQ that FAQ'd it all into a little bit better place, but still... Fuck that. <laughs> like, just fuck that. If, if, if 3.0 is an opportunity to just... Just, yo, MTV fucks that. Like, just... Get don't <laughs> just don't like I don't want the, the best way to play I, I, the game to be to not play the game to not engage people. I hate that so much. Like yes, yes. tactical decisions, castling, setting your lines, you know, screening the basics of the game. Right, deploy smart deployments. I don't want it to actually get to the point where the combat phase happens, and the best way to play the game is to not fight fucking hate that like as a corner case scenario where you have like old skinks where like they could choose to like run away so every other turn they could run away from you right that's fine as their thing as skaven heroes that's fine as their thing don't make that the way the game is exceptions not the rule right like it's i don't mind exceptions to any of your main blanket rules but something like this gets too powerful for the haves that have it and so everyone who does it needs to find a way to get it or make skill lists to deal with it. How do you deal with pile and bullshit? Shooting. Ugh, please no. <laughs> like, you know, like, like I don't... Ah, no. <laughs> like, like how we dealt with the activation wars. More shooting and, like, now all the shooting's here and nobody has fucking activation wars anymore. I'm just like, no! It's the worst of both worlds! <laughs> like, Please don't do yeah, that. I really, I really like the way they handled that the pile-in wars it, with the new Nurgle scrolls, though, because it's it's not just like a universal like you can't pile in. It's like a modal thing. You hit the combat phase. You have three options of things that you can do with your sloppy bile pipe. Right, you can add attacks. You can do mortal wounds on sixes. Or you can make your opponent not pile into you. And, like, it makes it so that there's a decision point there mm -hmm. where you can, like, if it's right in this moment, then not doing the aggressive thing can be good for you. Or you can flip it the other way and go ham and, like, push all of the attacks into your opponent. Um, it's just, it's giving you more choices and it's giving you a tool rather than just, like, doing bullshit shenanigans. Right. Right. And you're giving up ground and yada yada. And like I, I think it's it's fine. Razor Tree, what you suggested was what I was waiting to suggest actually. Because some of you are talking about like attacks of opportunity for like a pile and that is more of a disengage. I don't want the charge actions. I'm hoping they stay away from that. Because now you're doing another thing I hate, which is you're doing bullshit on my turn. This was my turn. I got the charge <laughs> asshole. I get to do the thing. I'm like, and then you're just like gonna fucking suddenly, spontaneously grow glasses to push up and say, um, actually, when you charge, I'm gonna fuck off. No, 
No, you don't get to do that. <laughs> but yeah, no, like handgunners do that. That is all. They're the only. They're, they get an exception. They they exception if the whole they, game core rules is like everyone gets charge reaction. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like just fuck off. Like, um, actually, like any rule that like should be said by by pushing up your glasses should just be reassessed. Um, yeah, the the um. So I don't want charge reactions, but something that like the rule I keep trying to talk about is like bravery in 3.0. I think bravery in 3.0 is something that needs to be reassessed. Um, and I'm not talking yeah. like I don't care that like Battleshock is is simultaneously completely ignored or completely brutal. Like I kind of don't care about that take. That feels a little bit like a red herring because it's utterly missing the point of what I think is the problem with bravery, which is systemic. I think bravery is, has a systemic issue that yeah. it's not a full phase of the game. It's not like a cleanup phase in Magic: The Gathering where like okay now you do all the stuff. It does weirdo backwards math where you're like okay I lost units now we got to go through each unit like like if you make it more of a cleanup step you you condense it like don't call it bravery because why are my why are my like undead things cowards suddenly like why are vampires scared of shit like you know like why are orcs afraid of anything fucking ever like calling it a leadership test like it used to be or like a break test or an overrun or a cleanup or or mega murder phase or something just fucking make it anything um it's not going to get changed it's not going to be called something else they're they're going to keep calling it bravery because we already have war scrolls right but the point is is like changing the phase and the one, the narrative of what the phase is, the implications of what's going on in that phase, to be more of a cleanup step, to be more of a overkill phase, to be a more of a something. And then taking bravery and flushing it out in the game a little bit more. Having They keep doing this thing where they try to make bravery relevant, and they just, because the way the, brave, the Battleshock phase works, it's very rarely relevant that way. Now, a lot of people have been misplaying a lot of their Battleshock rules because... Much of it says that, like, you have to use this in the the hero phase, right, to be Battleshock immune. And people are like, go Battleshock immune in the Battleshock phase. And it's like, no, 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 you should have declared that earlier. Now, it's a little bit of a granularity, but it does make things becoming Battleshock immune seem more prevalent than, than, they, than they actually are, right? Um, yeah. But uh, I said all that to say this. I actually like your idea, Razor Tree, of this notion of if you're going to, like, sort of withdraw or, like, pile away. Um that it's a you you take a battle shock test to do it or a bravery check or whatever the heck you know they're going to call it like you roll against your bravery and you might lose some models because like you're giving up ground and to like maintain flank now you're doing a battle shock the way you make battle shock better is having stuff that is battle shock happen out of phase because now you can't inspiring presence it now you're not immune in the battle shock phase and so on and so forth like Having that happen out of phase becomes more interesting. It also makes a rule like the Ossiarch Bone Reapers, you don't take Battleshock tests, more impressive now. Like, it goes, oh no, yeah. you just don't do that. Like, so if someone's like, take a Battleshock test out of phase, you're like, uh, it says right here, no. Get fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like that, become, that, that plays up some of those rules that are more interesting. So, like, having stuff with the Battleshock sort of happen out of phase and in different places and, and just taking the notion of bravery and fleshing it out more and making it more interesting, I think you can make it more dynamic, especially if you're saving time on the pylons itself. 
we spend most of our time on deployment and movement. And I'm including pylons as part of that movement. Those are the things that they need to focus on making cleaner and quicker. Measuring, coherency, yes. all that stuff, all that really granular stuff. You can get pretty quicker with your dice rolls if you're with enough discipline. You can get pretty quick with your movements too, but there is a practical element of physically moving models that you can never overcome the barrier. You can only be physically so fast in this amount of space, right? They've made the space smaller. Games should theoretically get faster. Like, th there's the yeah. other ways to make the game quicker so you can put stress back on, on more interesting and more dynamic rules elsewhere. But Yeah, I just want to put a pin in how much of, like, a non-issue uh, Battleshock is. So, I mentioned before, I played against, you know, a Legion of Grief Bravery Bomb list mm -hmm. uh, this past weekend. Um, Battleshock phase still didn't matter. My guys were, like, down to, like, minus four Bravery, and I was still, like, losing a model in a Battleshock phase. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's something like fundamentally like not working with Battleshock. Yeah, it feels it almost feels like they should change it to like a two d six. Well, and and I'm I'm for it just being something like make a bravery test, you know, like on two d six. Um, it feels weird to try to get under stuff, but in the you know because you're making an exception now, trying to get under rule rather than over it. So like. Just, but yeah, that's this is the one way we, we're gonna find. Roll under your bravery if you don't take mortals, right? Like, it, just make it take mortal yeah. wounds. These, and then just say these wounds may not be prevented in any way. Now right. you're not. Oh, now you're not punishing multi wound models disproportionately. Um, like, you know, bodies have an intrinsic value in and of themselves. You don't need to further punish elite stuff. Like, just, right. yeah, Grievous Wounds. Or, like, a break, you know, like, three units break, and breaking is its own thing. Like, they break formation that and are assumed to have died or fled the battlefield. You know, like, you can literally do anything, but be like, you actually, no, this, like, just make it D3 mortals can't be prevented. Like, just something clean and quick. Because the reverse math, math the weird stuff, uh, did you have your, did you have your, uh, your massive regiment bonus. Oh yeah, you plus two bravery. Okay, cool. Heroes. You know, some of that stuff is fine, but some of it's just, it's just too heady. It's too much. Yeah, and it, and please God, don't give us eighth edition combat resolution where you consolidate. That was, uh, I mean, eighth edition fantasy, hmm. where like you counted up like the models that were killed and the. Uh, the uh the banners in the yeah. combat nope. and who charged nope and, like... nope 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 <laughs> whose birthday it is like did you have yeah, taco did you have a taco or a burrito last things. like fuck off yeah. yeah it was so bad it, it like I, in I, I am so happy that age of sigmar is where it is um Age of Sigmar at launch was a tire fire compared to where it is now. Yeah. Uh, and I understand now looking back on it, why so many people were so upset and like burnt armies and gave up on the game, went to 
Kings of War, started Ninth Age, gave mm-hmm. it up entirely. Yeah. Um, but now comparing Age of Sigmar to 8th Edition Fantasy, 8th Edition Fantasy was a train wreck. Yeah. Well, Drew, my... Like, Go ahead, finish your point. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I, that was about yeah. all I had on it. Yeah, it, I don't, I don't like... I don't like attacks of opportunity dark match because you're adding uh, too much rolling to the equation for me. Um, like I, I don't like that. I don't like things that like break with uh, the normal understanding of when I get to fight you. You know, um, you're doing active activate. You're you're messing with activations. Does this mean now that if I attacked you because you fled, does that take my activation for the turn? Like yada yada yada. Like that's too granular. I wouldn't like attacks of opportunity. Just roll a die, do some damage. That's fine. Um, And then Drew Mouse says, I know we don't assume their games will get similar rules, but for discussion, 40k just changed battle talk to a binary check. And when you fail, no matter how poorly you fail by, you just roll a dice for everything. everything. And each one is a model that dies. And each one is a model that dies. Plus one. See, that's fine. Um... I like this one for a couple reasons, and I dislike it for one reason. I dislike it for uh, the same reason I dislike old Battleshock, which is it unnecessarily punishes multi-wound models. Um, if the intent is to punish multi-wound models with the mechanic, then it it's fine. Uh, I don't mind more dice rolls because rolling dice is pretty hype, and this is gonna that that has some hype to it because I can see like grabbing a grip of 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 dice and just being like, oh shit. You know, and then, like, just counting the ones and just, like, I can see that. Because, like, Old Deadly was actually, like, awesome. <laughs> I know a lot of people hated it. And the number of times I've seen Archeon die charging across Deadly is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but uh, I don't, you know, I, I, I think that that's that's decent. I mean, that's decent. I, I think that Battleshock should be, like, a there shouldn't be if-thens. I should you know, if this and then that and look for your banners and so on and so forth. Like, now you do have, like, just, that's, no. But, like, roll a dice, compare it to a number, do a thing. That's pretty straightforward. Do that. And then we can have some battle shocks happening out of sync, which puts yes. some stress on how, on, like, okay, like, yeah, your your unit doesn't take battle shocks because they have excellent combat prowess. And in the battle shock phase... They auto pass, or they auto do this thing, or they auto withdraw because they have the excellent discipline thing. But then it, it it puts the stress on those units that don't have that, and that becomes an interesting dynamic across the game if handled yeah. well. And, so, and that's that that's design space that's already been explored. Mm-hmm. Like we had in the first KO book, an artifact that triggered a battle shock test in the shooting phase, mm-hmm. and I mean, not a lot of people took it, and that KO book was, well, have we had a KO book that wasn't a disaster so far? Right, right. Um. Oh my, we lost him. Uh, battery died a bit. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you fix the actual, like, the way bravery kind of works in and of itself, I think it it it, pull, it, it, it alleviates some of the stress of the other, other ways bravery feels wonky or bad. I'll continue, sorry, you, you, you dropped for a second. Yeah, uh, my phone is actually just about dead, unfortunately. So I think we have to wrap up. I hate to say. Oh no. Um, okay. Um, so 
well, I, we spent a lot of time talking about bravery. I guess we'll do uh, like a. Can we do a quick rapid fire here? Sure. Um, Light. Let's go. So, just uh, your your quick predictions for you know just uh, say two things you want to see, two things you think you'll see. Uh, can't so that we haven't covered uh, for three point oh. Oh shit! Stuff that we haven't covered. Um... Well, let's start with the two things you want to see. I think that's the easiest. Two things that I want to see. Um, I think I want to see more of the match play rules from the General's Handbook migrated into the core rules. Okay, I like um, that. That's good. I think we need to stop playing under this sort of assumption that points are a match play thing. Like, no, everyone is using points. Unless you're specifically using some other system that is designed... For army building, like, no, points are points. Um, you know, battlefield roles are battlefield roles. Like, everyone is using this. I think that stuff should just all be moved into the core rules and not be messed around with in, in the general's handbook. Yeah, you can, Same thing with, like, you, you can easily in the narrative section say, break these rules because. Like, you can easily, but just internalize that stuff and make it part of the core rules. I like that. Go on. Yeah. Uh, um. I would like to see the terrain tables simplified. I'd like to, like, there's currently, like, there's two terrain tables, and there's a couple of things on each terrain table that are meaningful. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see them take the meaningful ones from each terrain table, discard the rest, and just have one D6 table. Yeah. Every terrain piece does something that matters. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. No, I, I want terrain to matter again too. I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty solid take. Um, I wouldn't mind some of the bonkers stuff coming back personally. Um, I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like we moved to get to this like point where we kind of chased, uh, we kind of chased the dragon a little bit on like trying to make things like too fair, and we focused our efforts in the wrong places, and we made the game sterile in the wrong places, trying to be too fair with it, and then we continue to write like bullshit pile in rules. And it's like, you know, I, every, everyone gets slain by the bullshit terrain rule. Like, like only some people get the bullshit pile ins. Like in a way, ultimate random is ultimate balance. This is why blood bowl is a great game. It's right. Nuffle fucks everybody, regardless of how powerful or weak you are. <laughs> like, um, and so I, I think that like, there's, uh, add some of that identity back, add some of that, like that juice, you know, um, go on. Yeah. Make me want to not ignore terrain rules. Yes. That's the best way of putting it. Make me not want to ignore terrain rules. Um, so those are two things you want to see, two things you think you see. And I guess you could recycle stuff we've like, uh, we've said throughout the show now, like two things you like, okay, we've talked about this. This is what I think we will see or if there's something we maybe overlooked. Um, I think, I think we were we're gonna see the priority mechanic tweaked. Shit. That's one. Ah, oh, we might have lost him. All right. Need more terrain, not terrain that does crap. <laughs> um, spooky terrain piss off with that. <laughs> it changes the LOS and battle area. Um, 
I just think make it do stuff. Like commanding is a great example of like a terrain that that's that's impactful to the game. But like we show up to the we show up to the tournament. I'm like, okay, none of these are none of these are uh, commanding. None of these are that. Oh well, then it doesn't matter. And then just like you don't care. I I like what he's saying here. Um, maybe don't have old deadly back, uh, but take away deadly off it. You know. The priority role Illuminati got him. Yeah, that's fine. We'll we'll uh we'll let him fade into the sunset. Uh, and uh, it's just you and me, chat gang. Um, as I kind of move into unbelievable, unbelievable. Thank you so much for the follow there. Um, we'll kind of move into to close out here. Uh, we didn't get to talk about the mental health and wellness um aspect because that was going to be our final hour. And little did I know he was on a lame phone. <laughs> um, but that's fine. Um, I think it was, uh, so this just became a AOS 3.0, uh, prediction and discussion show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, you know, feel free to, <laughs> hate all the crap that buffing and debuffing farmhouse. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. What an epic sign off. Shit. <laughs> Like just, for, and then screen frozen. Uh, brilliant, great show and discussion. Yeah, I think a lot of a uh, lot of uh, creative juices flowing. A lot of uh, a lot of a lot of takes in there. Um, I've got a about ten, uh, ten little sort of mini short things that I said over the course of my uh, over my birthday streams from like the video games and stuff. I'm gonna be uploading those to YouTube at a, a small stagger. So those will be like little quick hits. They're already available in VOD form here on Twitch. So you don't need to wait for them to release on YouTube. I'm very much, uh, I'm Twitch first. YouTube is kind of where I collect my thoughts afterwards. And uh, by all means, I appreciate all the interaction on, on YouTube that we get. Um, but the terms of service of Twitch is, it, it just necessitates that I focus on Twitch over, over YouTube. I'm, I'm basically not allowed to divide my efforts equally. Um, so, you know, the price of, of, of getting affiliate first. Um, yeah, but things ignore... The thing is, is like... They write models to ignore that terrain is breaking up the table. Things that teleport around it. Things that ignore the line of sight. Things that charge over it. They, they have a lot of rules that ignore that terrain is even there. Heck, the terrain is even built in such a manner to where you ignore that it's even there by taking down its modular walls or removing its trees. Actually trying to get the cover saved by having everything on the, on the piece of terrain can actually be a gigantic pain in the ass, too, if you're with a sufficient unit or a big enough basis in a, you know... And even in an elite unit. So, I don't... It, it tends to be heroes getting cover saves and pretty much little else. Which is probably by design. Um, no, I, I, um... Flying is huge. It, it's... It's probably too huge. I think. Ooh, there's a spicy take. Bring back deep striking model scatter, or telepod, uh, teleporting model model shows up where you want, but on a two up. 
your opponent gets to place it. Whatever, if you did that, it would have to be something clean and quick. Um, scatter is kind of crap. I don't think you would do scatter so much as, like, penalties to hit on a die roll. Like... Two up, you place it. One up, they place it. Maybe. Um, I think... Uh, I think just something like uh, minus one to hit, you know, minus one to save, something like that is a sufficient, a sufficient penalty for stuff that teleports. Um, I think you shouldn't be able to shoot after you teleport. It's a movement. Just make teleports movements. I don't know why we haven't already. That's one of my great gripes with the game that I've had a long, long time. But what if I teleport onto an objective and steal it? Then do that. I should have screened it. <laughs> like, I knew what this was. But you shouldn't be allowed to get a, get around the trade-off of teleport, of, like, of movement and stuff. Most stuff that is melee is penalized by not being able to, like, move after it teleports. And by having to make a... a Nine-inch fucking charge to get back in the game. It's a snowball's chance, practically. Super hype. It should be super hype. You should have to roll the equivalent of a nine-inch nine charge with your shooting unit to be able to shoot if you fucking teleport it. And by that, I mean it should just be it should just be considered a move. That was That's something I would love to see in 3.0. Teleporting is movement now. Like, teleporting is movement. There you go. Now we fixed all the weird corner cases with movement with yeah, but can you? But now I have to go back and rewrite things like Bailwind Vortex and all that stuff to be if you move and if you teleport and nope, it's just uh, they're just all uh, they're just all teleports. Gonna hand a dust these uh, robots here. Yeah, teleporting, you hit on a six-up. There you go. So yeah, again, you have to, to... Like, we're a combat game, so... Uh, we're a combat game, so just being able to... Here we go, I'll come back. Sorry I left you all for a second. Visually speaking... Um, well, delete Bailwind Vortex. A lot of people are calling for Bailwind Vortex being removed from the game. Um, I mean, that goes against one of my sort of first principles, which is let people play with their toys. Um, I think you can just fix Croak in a different way. <laughs> like, it's fine. Bailwind Vortex isn't a problem in most situations. So then is the problem Bailwind Vortex or Croak? Right? Like, think about this and think about this using all those tools I, I taught you all on my design show. You know, some Cartesian doubt strip things down to first principles. Is Bailwind a Vortex always a problem? No. So then it's Bailwind Vortex isn't the problem. 
This is Grimgast Reapers and Legions of Nagash all over again. Were Grimgast Reapers a problem? In Nighthaunt, they weren't. So, I don't, I don't think you should delete Balewind Vortex. Because, again, it's not a problem in 90% of the situations. So fix the 10% of the situations rather than delete the 90%. That, that just doesn't feel empirical to me. That doesn't feel sound. My big thing is uh, make teleporting just moving. It's fine. You don't have to write all the exceptions then. You can, you, you can save yourself a ton of ink if teleporting is moving, and then you change the, if the corner cases you want to occur, like a battle plan where teleporting units shouldn't be able to score. Then you just write that on those battle plans as the exception rather than the rule. So, there's a couple things. My, um, you know, obviously, like, the big thing I hope they fix is, is uh, Pylon. Um, I have things I don't want, but I, I focusing on the things I don't want feels uh, sort of counterintuitive to how I, I usually operate. Uh, I'm warming up to the idea of smaller tables. I think the rest of the world should, too. Uh, just remember, you'll have more room for your beer. Uh, that's what I keep telling myself. And uh, the guest left, so we lost the uh, the final soapbox moment, uh, which is a, a thing here. So, chat gang, what is your final soapbox for the evening? I think uh, Hades had a pretty good soapbox there on Bailwind Vortex. Yeah, pile in, uh, pile in and Battleshock changes are like, I think table is a huge change. Those are my two go-tos. So. What, waiting for uh, chat to catch up. There's a 37-second delay. Base is no longer the hidden stat. Love that. Put the base size on the war scroll. I love that. And we had we saw that like confusion a while ago with my own bliss barbs and the homunculus base size and stuff like that. Uh, Razor Tree, I am all for table changes. Just sad to have to measure more by new mats. That's fair. Uh, Hades, I like your uh, your final soapbox here. LRL is fine and balance. And is a high skill, high reward army. I like that. That's a fun. That's a great. That's a great. Uh, that's a great soapbox. Final soapbox. Uh, Doctor Dark Match. Vampires are going to get screwed as the last battle tome of a version, just like IDK did. And I am salty about it. I mean, IDK remained a gatekeeper the entire duration of. Of, of 2.0. Eels were a litmus test, were, were ever-present the whole edition. If Blood Knights 
have the grace to be as ever-present as IDK Eels for an entire edition, is that truly a problem? Would either of us really feel that bad? <laughs> I understand what you're saying, that you don't want the book to just be like two good War Scrolls and then just a bunch of duds. But uh, I'd rather two good War Scrolls than zero good War Scrolls if those two good War Scrolls are, you know, the things I want to play anyway. Like, the problem is if the two good War Scrolls are, like, fucking Felbats and, uh, and, like, some, like, unyet-seen hero that is, you know, just derpy and stupid. Oh, I'll do a Mephisto After Dark tonight. Don't worry. We got to do a proper sign-off. Um, base size on War Scroll, yeah. Better casting for everyone, a final, a, a great final soapbox. More spells. I would like, I like magic. I am, this is just a, you know, this is a me thing. I like spells. I think they're fun. They're interactive at the very least when, when, when written well. They tend to have their own counterbalances in one, spells tend to be pointed into the war scrolls of the casters, right? Unlike shit like flying. Usually they don't they just don't seem to take into account something can fly in its cost. And prayers aren't interactive. Spells tend to be pointed into the into things. Um probably over overcosted honestly most of the time. So better spells I'm kind of for. I like magic. It's it's fantasy. I want like you know how like people want guns in 40k cuz it's space shoot game. I want magic in my mythic fantasy game. Oh, see, like, uh, the idea of, like, magic levels coming back might not be too bad. Like, that might not be too bad. Um, I don't mind certain auto-casts going off, and then, like, yeah, your once-per-game auto-unbind can auto-auto... Like, auto-unbind my auto-cast. Like, I'm fine with that. You paid points for your auto-uncast, my auto-unbind. Like, I'm cool with that that interplay, the, the list-building strategies going in. More magic, better casting. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Like, as long as the system is clean, as long as it stays relatively interactive... Uh, there's nothing wrong with, like, extra spells, I don't think. Like, I go... If it turns into, like, I go and get my beer during your spellcasting phase, and then just, like, have the guy at the table next to me... I'm, oh, uh, like, you have what... How many, You have, like, eight spells to cast? Alright, cool. Um, I'm gonna try to unbind, uh, you know, a couple of them. Uh, so just, like, cast them, and when I come back, you know, keep your dice laid out. Uh, you make sure he keeps his dice laid out. Cool. I'll buy you a beer, too. Awesome. Cool. I'll be right back. Doesn't hurt me none. A lot of people are like, I don't want to see someone just cast spells their whole hero phase. Do you really want to watch people move their whole movement phase? Fuck off. Spells are fun. 
Way more interesting than movement. Shut up. That's a terrible take. <laughs> like, magic is the coolest. <laughs> like, if I could be a wizard IRL, and I mean, how do you know I'm not? I freaking would be. Like, I get that some people don't want spellcasting armies, and that is their prerogative. Endless spells. I, I See, I wouldn't mind uh, spell levels coming back and spell miscast tables coming in. Like, if you could miscast a purple sun into existence, wouldn't that be freaking awesome? <laughs> like, 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 I get it because you'd have to, like, start bringing extra, like, endless spells that aren't in your army. But, uh, okay. They're way, we, I already established earlier on. Uh, how, like, fun, um, like, painting. I, I don't know if that was live or if we were live or if that was in the cold open, but, but Paul Conti was painting an endless spell there. And I said... Uh, and, I, and I said that, you know, like, endless spells are, like, a great hobby project. And we went into, like, how they're, like, great for hobby. You know, like, they're usually, like... They're usually just enough model... To kind of like do in one sitting, to experiment with one technique, and you know, like a lot of people like went on their quest to paint all their endless spells. We've had an entire three years of it almost to just paint endless spells. You're gonna have extra endless spells, and if you know to just bring a grip of extra endless spells because there's a miscast table, there's gonna be a couple things that are gonna happen. The Timmies are gonna bring the purple suns, <laughs> and like the Ravenax gnashing jaws, the 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 Johnnies and the spikes. Well, the, the spikes are going to bring Geminids, right? They're going to bring something like that, hoping that they and and hoping that they they miscast it maybe. And the Johnnies are going to find the thing and a way to cheese miscasting to miscast some like crazy combo, <laughs> like like bringing miscast tables. Like I think between miscast tables and um, and like the fact that unbinding is just a, like a reality we exist in in this game, between those two things, I think it keeps spell casting. Like spells are already interesting, especially if you move spells away from stuff that takes away stuff from your opponents and more towards buffs and like does interesting stuff. Like you, people can't really hate on that. I mean, they can because people can hate on anything, but. Kernigan, watching your opponent's movement phase is fun when you get to see them make big mistakes. <laughs> I want more giant boat skeletons. I agree. Uh, if you could uh, flash us some more boat skeleton picks, Kicker, that'd be sweet. Yeah. I think a, I think a miscast table on uh, Endless Spells would be... Like, you, like the, the worst miscast is, like, obviously, like, you do some damage to yourself or whatever. But, like, the second worst is you conjure in an endless spell on accident. Beauty <laughs> Oh, Drew Mouse, I like what you're saying here. I love what you're saying. More exploding wizards, yes. Um, uh, magic is incredibly overpowered and dominant in Warhammer Total War. You could play that. I mean, I could, or we could all remember that I used to play Fantasy Warhammer, and I remember 
you know, my high elf opponent dropping an entire piece of terrain on my 40 block of skeletons. Uh, more exploding wizards, I'm for it. Hear me out, endless spells become any wizard. Can control them if they sack a spell to roll and control the endless spell. So wizards can sack spells to push uh, the sun around. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I like Geminids being your you move one, your opponent moves the other. I think that's cool. Why are you covered in goo? I was standing next to the wizard again. Yeah, uh, with, like, spell hunters, that'd be sweet. Um, I, I, I like, I, I like magic. I have a magic bias. I admit my, uh, I will admit my, my bias towards thinking spells are sweet in a fantasy game. Uh, you see, I live in reality, and reality is boring. And I can, like, physically move my body elsewhere in my room, like, a, like I could in a movement phase. I can even march if I truly feel like it. Or run. And I've been caught in my day charging something. I can't freaking cast spells. I would love a game that like really indulges me. Well, see, that's why I, I really, really liked the one Slaves to Darkness sub-faction. I think that, like, I think that that's super techy. Is being able to move endless spells out of sync. I love it. I think it's great. I think that's one of those sleeper armies that people aren't talking about. The idea of sacking spells to control endless spells. Making endless spells a little bit more interactive on the table or a little bit... Like, I think there's more design space to explore endless spells in. Especially as we move away from, like, just raw numbers of stuff. Don't be boring, right? Uh, I should have made that un into my Seven Deadly Sins episode, or into my episode show, is like one of the, the sins of, of design is being boring. But I was taking a more uh, analytical stance. Alright, chat gang. Um, my final soapbox uh, for the evening, since I don't have a guest, um, is, you know, be excellent to yourselves and each other. Um, be cautiously optimistic about 3.0. I think it's coming. Um, find a perspective that ensures the most self-compassion you're capable of. Unbelievable. Thank you so much for the follow there. Uh, find, find, a, find, a, find a perspective that allows you some self-compassion. You know, never let a company uh, trying to sell a new product and let's, let's, uh, Make no mistakes here. A new edition coming out. Yeah, I'll, I'll turn on War of the Lion. A new edition uh, coming out is a way to infuse new players into our game. Um, and, you know, they're going to approach it with the all the passion they tend to approach their game with. I don't think Games Workshop is a cynical company. Uh... I think that they're a capitalist company in a capitalist society, like, you know, every one of them. But, uh, but they're not a, um, I don't think they're cynical. You know, they are not EA. You know, they are not, uh, Blizzard Activision. Um, they're, they don't strike me as a cynical capitalist company. So I am optimistic, cautiously optimistic 3.0 will be 
mostly good. But yeah, they're going to release it to infuse interest into this game. Yes, Blizzard did used to be so good. And then they got bought by Activision, and then they weren't good. Um, the So, I mean, I, I think that, like, keep in mind that, like, this is an opportunity for them to, like, sell stuff and, and inject new players into the game. And I think it's very important as existing players in this game that we sort of, we lead by example, we show people how we play Age of Sigmar, you know, with passion and and... You know, some of those things that I always preach, like inclusion and, and acceptance, right? Like, you know, you may not, you may have your fun a certain way and someone may have their fun a different way. But as long as we're always helping each other have fun, that's that's what makes this community great. You know, roll some dice. I look forward to rolling dice again. I get my second vaccine uh, at the end of the week here. I'm super pumped. Then two more weeks and I am ready. Um you know, like I'm ready for tournaments. I'm ready to see my friends again. I'm ready. I'm ready to go out there. Start talking to. Hey, you. You know, you got the vaccine yet? Yeah. Boom. And then we we get to freaking hang out and roll dice again. Schedule a trip to Madison. Schedule a trip to to Chicago. Like, uh, don't have to schedule a trip to Milwaukee. That's my backyard. Um, and just like I'm looking forward to it. And sometimes you need, even if it's different, even if it's not ideal. Sometimes you just need that new leaf, right? So, welcome to the vaccine mafia. <laughs> so, um, you know, I digress. That's that's my final soapbox moment. Three, I think three point is inevitable. Find yourself a perspective that you can uh, have some self compassion. Know your own sensibilities. What you want. What you. What's going to make you happy. Um, but then from there. You know, look for things that will make you happy and always be a good example for others. Be the ambassador. We're about to have a bunch of new players. Be an ambassador. Um, always. Chat gang, I will do Mephisto After Dark tonight. We'll throw on some Final Fantasy tactics and we'll keep talking about war, uh, uh, war, uh, Warhammer in all the ways you want to. Um, but I, that's it for tonight's show topic. and that's, not, that's it for the show. We lost our guest a little while ago. Uh, so, <laughs> a little impromptu solo rant. I never mind. Uh, I certainly never lack for opinions in any case. But, Jack Gang, you're the show within the show. You're the reason I do this thing. Uh, you know, remember to drink your milk, pay your taxes, uh, and uh, I'll see you all in 3.0. And, you know, before that, because I've got a bunch of shows and stuff. But take care, everybody. <laughs>